Welcome to Modelly Wounded Podcast, episode 58. I'm your host, James. And I'm your other host, Chris. Hi, James. What's going on? Hey, Chris. I'm good. Winding up for the year. Um, yeah, work is uh, sort of on the downtrend. Uh, people, lots of people going leave. Um, not me. I'll be uh, I'll be on call over Christmas and New Year's, but um, hopefully, touch wood, things are quiet um, over in my neck of the woods. But um, but yeah, like I think also um, I might uh, take this opportunity just to make a, a quick announcement to to our listeners. Um, so we've I've, we've Sammy and I have kept this quite quiet. Actually, we haven't been social media posting heroes um, in regards to this news, keeping it uh, to ourselves and to family and, and good friends. Um, but uh, my wife, Sammy, um, and I are pregnant. So, yes, Yay. we're pregnant. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, we have a little girl coming in. Uh, she's due 3rd of Feb in the new year. So that has been occupying a lot of my brain space this year, um, especially uh, not nesting activity going on around the house and a lot of, uh, you know, buying of baby stuff. Um, so, yeah, some big changes uh, coming up ahead. And Sammy is just glowing. She's got that beautiful pregnancy glow and um, she's getting bigger and bigger every day. So I think <laughs> at, um, yeah, this time she's getting a lot closer. So it's only, what, like 40-odd days away at the, at the moment. So uh it's getting very real at the moment <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of yeah that's uh that's my little piece of news for for everyone um but that's yeah awesome. like you're in that yeah. you're in that like excited but also terrified stage <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> yeah i actually went to like you know i'm very familiar with baby bunting now on a first name basis with the uh with the staff behind the counter um and <laughs> got the um <laughs> uh, got the uh, baby seat car seat installed today um so that kind of just hit home that was like made it a lot more real um this afternoon so <laughs> yep baby seats in the car now it's all happening <laughs> yeah that's nah, awesome i know obviously you've shared with me a while ago and yeah i'm, I'm thrilled for you both so yeah and i'm glad to hear sammy's doing well and um yeah can't wait to uh meet little miss maybury in uh yes. in the new year hopefully <laughs> Yeah, oh, I can't wait to meet her as well. And um, it's uh, being the timing of everything. So, um, yeah, she's due 3rd of Feb. Um, that's actually like only one week later, like one week after CanCon. So I've had to make the call nice and early that I will not be attending CanCon. Um, yeah. I will be like entirely focused elsewhere uh, in the lead up. So, um, yeah, so still assisting with um, like a more of a consulting sort of uh, role with the CanCon team. Um helping to coordinate um, resources, um, connecting Jason Harris and the team with um, various groups to um, help contribute um, terrain and um, mats and that sort of thing. So, yeah, and just just general um, support for Jason. Got a really solid team there with um, with Matt Holt and Dave Hurley and, and Jason. Um, yeah, Jason's definitely been um, the man. He's the new, the new, new, new man who's... Um, doing a sterling job, um, having, having a crack at um, running Australia's largest <laughs> um, Age of Sigma events. So um, hats off to you, Jace, if you're listening. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's doing a, a bang-up you know, bang job um, navigating that space. So, um, yeah, unfortunately I won't be able to make it, but, um, yeah, still we'll be there in spirit and helping to support in uh, through through that uh, in the shadows, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of, yeah, um, but yeah, looking forward to the new year and everything as well. So 
Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously that's an upcoming event, but um, mm. yeah, the purpose of this show is uh, we both attended an event uh, last month down in Sydney. Well, down in Sydney mm. for me, up up in Sydney for you, um, yep. <laughs> which was uh, Blood Rite, which was run by Liam and Adam um, at Padstow. So it was it was like our home um, being the, the venue that hosts Slaughter. And um, I wasn't going originally and then kind of quite last minute, Liam sort of said, look, there's a space, come down. And I was like, can I go to uh, to Mitch? And he gave me the the go ahead for the weekend. So I flew down on the Friday, back on the Sunday, and um, yeah, it was great. It was a great weekend. So um, yeah, we're gonna chat all about our kind of experiences at at Blood Right on this on this show. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it'll be good. Before then, James, have you been doing sort of much hobby and stuff as you've as you've been at home, or most of your hobby has been baby room? <laughs> Yeah, the baby room's been, <laughs> that's been the hobby. Um, yeah, as I said, like nesting. So um, the guest room's become the nursery and uh, my hobby room in the house like has become the office slash guest room. So we, we, uh, I moved all my hobby gear, my, you know, everything, um, all the models, all the, I left one cabinet in here though. <laughs> um, I've got my computer like office set up with my cabinet, but um, we've put a, like a day bed into into the room and so we can you know that's become the new guest room and then all my hobby stuff is out in the shed so i've got a sort of double garage shed um out the back uh so a huge space um got a gaming table up there in that set up in there i've got my got the hobby desk in there i've got all my bookshelves out there everything is kind of yeah shifted out there so that's kind of been my hobby um everything's sort of set up ready to go now um so really it's just time to get that last sort of kick into touch to get out there and start, um, you know, fire up the old airbrush and uh, just get some paint on some models again, just to kind of get the ball rolling. It's been a while since I've actually done um, any painting. So um, yeah, so my apologies to you and to the Taylor Full War Gamers guys, um, you know, to, um, yeah. So yeah, apologies for not keeping up, but I promise in the new year I will, um, yeah, be picking up those brushes again and getting some more paint on those Lumineth. <laughs> nah, that's all right. It's um, it's, it happens to all of us, and yeah, like I'm the same. I haven't exactly been spamming the group with loads of progress for the for the Taylor Four War Gamers, but um, yeah. I I've been slowly plugging away. I I haven't really been painting per se, other than dry brushing, but I have finished. I've finished all of the bases for the entire army. So um they are already oh, awesome. um and yeah I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Like I'm I'm genuinely like, okay, the bases mm. are good. This is gonna be cool. Um and yeah, I've carried on dry brushing. Um That's done... those um the ice the icy bases, like the ice yeah. um crystals and the snow and oh yeah. So Chris is showing now. So like blue crystals, um kind of like frozen glacial. Kind of yeah. vibes. So it's um, yeah, yeah. It's I've used blue, like blue tinted resin, um, and then lots of like snow um, texture paste that I've sort of mixed in some diamond dust, like metallic resin powder and stuff into to just give it a bit of a sparkle. Um, but yeah, I've kind of taken inspiration from a real life um, place. It's called Lake Baikal. Um, it's in Russia. Oh, and awesome. um, if you Google it, there's some awesome photos of it. And it's this sort of turquoise lake that freezes up and giant ice shards kind of come up um, onto the surface of the lake. And obviously it's covered in snow as well. So you get this kind of turquoise ice 
uh, angles sort of half covered in snow and uh, I just thought it looked really cool and so that's kind of my inspiration for the basing and when I did my deep kin basing we're using that sort of similar turquoise color color resin every time I would mix up a batch and pour my bases and have some left over I've just been pouring it into kind of spare containment molds and um, building up a, a, a tub with them um, all those bits and pieces that I could kind of use because I sort of had this sort of basing scheme in mind for a future project and yeah now I'm kind of doing that I've I've added to my collection of molds with some sort of different shaped rectangular um, sort of silicon molds that I've just been pouring extra bits to make kind of shards for the bigger bases um, mm, yeah because yeah anyone that's sort of following following our posts on on the website for the tale of four gamers um my plan sort of list has got kind of multiple mutalith vortex beasts and and stuff like that so i've got some big bases in there so i've made some cool kind of ones with with big shards of ice and um and then bellacore i've had a bit of fun with with um he's for those of you obviously most people have probably seen the bellacore model he's kind of he comes with that molded staircase um sort of base piece that's a really nice it's a really nice piece but i didn't want to use that because it's such a large chunk of like rock and stuff like that i don't think it would fit it would look silly putting that on top of kind of my ice and snow so i've basically got out a little circular saw and i chopped up some some of the resin blocks i made and um essentially i've recreated that staircase with like the shards of resin um so it's kind of like an ice an ice throne or an ice staircase um and i've pretty much got them so they look if you take the two models like the staircase and the one i've made next to each other they are the same height and the same footprint and and stuff like that so um yeah i've still been doing some hobby and and yeah i'm i'm pretty happy with how it's all come together now like the had to go out and buy some more abaddon black cuz i'd run out and so i've done all <laughs> the base i've done all the base rims and yeah they're all completely ready for for models um i've dry brushed bellacore now my dry brushing's definitely improving he's the best one I've done, which is nice. It's nice and smooth. And oh, awesome. uh, I've just got one more of the, I've just got the best probably uh, alternate sort of 3D print vortex beast to, to go. And then just sort of three units of um, Warcry Warband um, units to dry brush up. And then it's time to actually start putting some paint, paint on the models. And yeah, I've been a bit hesitant, but I do also think because it will be slap chop and it's basically just contrast once i finally get going and i just start putting contrast on models i think like i'll be amazed at how quickly the army starts coming together because like once that contrast is done like the model gets glued to a base and it's fully done so um yeah should be good so yeah i've been making a bit of progress but um nothing nothing too crazy but yeah 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 no more than me mate so probably more than most <laughs> yeah so well done yeah I know Craig's been um, firing along. At, on yeah, all, I think Craig's pistons. done the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, shout out to Craig uh, for keeping the flame alive, and and Joshy as well. He's been uh, posting a little bit as well. So uh, in our in our chat. So, but um, yeah, never fear. We'll be back um, with an update at, at some point. <laughs> it's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. Yeah, well, I think we'll all keep plugging away, and we'll post on the article yeah. until we're done. Until we're done. So. Yeah, I guess we never like said we we're I think we were aiming a limit to on ourselves for, for Cancon, yeah. but then I think aiming yeah <laughs> we kind of thought well you're not going to be there and then yeah yeah, yeah it would have been cool like if yeah second if circumstances were different then um I think it would have been super cool to do the doubles event on the third day um yeah yeah 
and um, yeah, team up. So anyway, such is life. Yeah. Things move on. And um, yeah, so shall we crack on into um, into Blood Riot? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, Blood Riot is yeah. Liam's sort of first event running an event, um, obviously alongside Adam, who's runs a lot of events in Sydney, um, but generally sort of smaller um, events, probably like, I think generally like 30 sort of player size events. Um, so this was his first sort of big-ish event as well, um, kind of at that sort of 60 player mark. Um, and yeah, obviously at Padstow, so kind of using the terrain and, and mats and stuff that we keep there all year round for slaughter. So um, at least that side of things was, was all set up. But um, yeah, I mean, walking into the hall, tables and everything looked great from a setup like they did a great job with all the prize support and stuff like that liam had some really awesome kind of custom artwork done up um like for blood right and he'd sort of made like framed certificates um for prizes but he'd also done this really cool thing which was i know he's been studying like um 3d design um and stuff and i think he sort of got a friend to help out as well and he made a custom 3d blood right trophy that was sort of the um the daughters of cain iron heart prayer like holding the the fist yeah. <laughs> holding the heart um and he made that as a custom kind of trophy and they had a few of those in in different sizes sort of printed out and and sprayed up and, and painted as trophies as well which was i thought was a really nice touch and something a bit different and um it looked really cool so yeah absolutely and, and the prize pool was huge it was solid like um yeah, really well-run event, and it was just really nice going to Padstar RSL to play an event instead of um, you know running it. So it was just like kind of yeah. surreal that it was all the slaughter stuff, same venue, same lot of, lot, of, lot of the same crew, like the D3 Mortal Wounds guys were there. Like there's lots of people uh, who come to slaughter um, were there as well. So it was nice to be in the mix with the players for a change in a familiar space. So and even like you know the bar stuff, like <laughs> like same same people familiar. They've got a new kitchen. Uh, new kitchens um business in there now but so i have to yep. rework that space for slaughter but um but yeah no like all over it just felt like slaughter to me like just said being a but being a player you know like it was it was great yeah yeah it was really cool um so should we um do you want to go through sort of lists and stuff before we dive into yeah yeah sure. um, and, and games and stuff what did what did you end up yeah taking? So um, I took a Legion of Night list. Um, my grand strat was Spellcasting Savant. Um, so leading into my um, general Vampire Lord, uh, gave him the Eye of the Blizzard. So that's the five up extra um, primal dice. Um, at the start How of the hero phase. That, by the way? That's, that's not super um, common. Yeah, like I just, I had, so I had the Andorian um, Acolytes as well. So in my turn, in my hero phase, I was getting the three up, five up. So um, in one of my games in particular, at one stage I had like five, like five or six primal dice at one point. And it was just like, I don't really need this many. <laughs> um, but it was just uh, kind of cool. Like, But most of the time I didn't really get the five up. Um, you know, three up kind of went okay. Um, but there were those, there was that one particular game where I just had heaps of primal dice to choose from so um yeah i don't know and then he had the spirit gale spell had another vampire lord with the claw so the plus two the cast um he was the blizzard wizard um i took a bloodseeker palanquin um and big drogue fork kicker uh so that's my big skelly skeleton um giant skeleton model 
with the zombies on the howder. Um, mm-hmm. Battle line was ten wolves, uh, two into three fell bats, unit of vargeists, and um, two units of blood knights and a suffocating grave tide. Um, so that was a four drop. So Andorian acolytes, two battle regiments, and came in at two thousand points on the nose. So my uh, logic behind this list was um, uh, just tired of playing um, lots of body soul blight lists. Um, so I wanted to take a low model count um, and shenanigans kind of driven army, um, which you can very easily do with Legion of Night with the um, Vampire Lords teleport. So um, the idea of this was uh, basically teleport the Bloodseeker Palanquin um, nine inches away from his lines or from like try and get him sort of central, um, then cast the um, suffocating grave tide to plow through chaff lines and things like that, which um, was quite effective. <laughs> and then uh, in the shooting phase, the Bloodseeker Palanquin's got a 16-inch um, AOE uh, four up D3 mortal wound. So it's just another mortal wound output there in the shooting phase. Um, and so that was kind of like the idea there. And then just move the vampires up with the, um, the wolves and the bats and the blood knights and, um, yeah, get the, bl- get the blood knights to do the charging, Vargas for the drop-down, um, deep strike sort of shenanigans. Um, fell bats are just a lot of fun to move around and they, they've got the retreat and charge. They can be quite annoying but um, also quite cool. And um, die wolves because, you know, it's 10 models. Um, it's relatively cheap. It's good good unit and so yeah not a not a single zombie not a single grave guard or um skeleton worry in sight in this list so uh that was my intent and then just set up set, send up the big drog um throwing his zombies um getting in, getting him into combat and just wrecking face so it was my big scary monster um damage output um yeah so i had a lot of fun with this list had a great had a great time this and it was actually a Pretty good list too. It um had a great uh had a great time with it. So I mm. would take it again. I'd probably change, maybe just tweak the command trait or grand strat sort of thing. But like honestly, it was a lot of fun, um and it, it stood up pretty well to most of the lists um, that I played over the weekend. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soulblight, um, yeah. Soulblight are really good. Like they've got really good battle tactics and stuff like yeah. that and they, they've got like they're quite a nice mixed army like there are armies obviously we can spam stuff like you can just spam zombies or or yeah. whatever but they're also an army that does have lots of good units that you can kind of just put stuff together and it, it it's their battle tactics kind of reward you for picking like different types of units as well like you want long lasting dead walker units for one of the bat- t- battle tactics but then you want the fragile bats for another battle tactic to get them killed and then you want some vampires to like heal up and get that tactic and so it kind of encourages you to take that sort of mixed force which is cool yeah yeah and like the whole another thing about the list is um so the big drogs got uh, an ability where instead of making melee attacks you can choose to do a pulverizing strike so on a four if you choose to do that you forego all your melee attack profiles but you on a four up you get to do four d6 mortal wounds and so combine that with a a blizzard wizard you've got like a double four d6 mortal wound threat (laughs) so i just like the idea of that having having that option in the army so um but yeah the things don't always go according to plan as uh as we'll uh find out as we go through our our games (laughs) yeah nice 
Um, How was your and what was your list? Yeah, so obviously I said before I sort of went down at, at pretty short notice. Um, so I kind of um, Liam used my pack from Slaughter in terms of scoring, which very much rewards scoring your battle tactics, scoring your grand strat, and like denying opponents battle tactics and, and grand strats. Um, and we've been talking about sort of his in the lead up to it. Obviously, I was supposed to be going to Runax. Um, with the guys from Elf Bros and then stupidly didn't realize I was going to be on holiday. So ended up not going to Runax um, because I was in WA. Um, but in the lead up to that, we sort of had designed Liam's list as a Daughters of Cain list to be a, it just scores its tactics and it gets its grand strat. And so you pair it into whatever you want. Like if there's an army there that is one team puts up as their yeah this is our fucking 20-0 list we're just this list is always going to get us a 20-0 you just pair the dock list into that and go it doesn't have to win but it's going to only lose by like a few points because it's no matter what it just does its battle tactics and it does its grand strat basically and so i kind of went into this going i kind of just want to do that and i just said to liam i'm like can i just borrow your dock and he said mm -hmm. He just said, yeah. And I sort of had a play around and I'm um, go Trek, I think is also quite fun at the moment. And he's a good answer to a lot of the problems in the game, potentially like maggot kin. He's really good at just like taking care of the Magoth Lords and the Glockkin and, and that kind of thing. Um, and they've been sort of coming back in popularity recently. So I thought I might see them. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of wrote this list, which was a Calebron list. Um, to give me teleport um, command ability. Um, but basically, I took Marathi and Shadow Queen, um, and then a Melisite Iron Scale um, as the general. Literally, the only reason she's there is to then make two units of Bloodstalkers my battle line, so that I've got three battle line from the Shadow Stalkers and two fives of Bloodstalkers. Um, I had two units of Heart Renders that are just there to get me battle tactics, and then Gotrek, um, and that is 2,000 points on the nose. So it was a very low model count army, so I wasn't ever stressing that I was going to run out of time either. Um, and yeah, I just brought down my own Gotrek, which I had done up for my Deepkin army. So he's cool. He's like riding on the crab from the Underworld's Warband and and stuff. So I like that model and it was cool to get to sort of run him on the table a bit. And Marathi and Gotrek together is quite horrible against certain armies <laughs> as well, because obviously Gotrek is very hard to kill and does a lot of damage and also Shadow Queen you can't kill her faster than four turns and she can do a lot of damage too so um I just thought this is going to be fun to be honest this will just be a fun list to play that's low body count but it should just do battle tactics and grand strat um it's not going to have many bodies so I'm probably going to struggle a bit on primary but knowing that the pack sort of benefited more of the battle tactics and the grand strat i was like oh let's just do this we'll have some fun like it doesn't matter i'll just want to go and have a weekend and try something sort of thing but if i can do reasonably well that'll be cool um and yeah that sort of that was my list so that is 2000 on the dot um and it was a two drop because everything other than gotrek goes into a battle reg and then gotrek was just a single drop on its own so it was a two drop 2000 points um the iron scale was the general as i said just to make the two fives of stalkers battle line um i gave her the command trait spell eater so that if she unbinds a spell because i gave her the arcane tome to make her a wizard and then i gave her the trait so that if she unbinds a spell on a five up the caster forgets that spell for the rest of the battle um the reason i did that is because oh, most yeah. 
most doc lists the typical combination you see on the general is the four up rally command a bit like command trait because obviously four up rally is great um and then the artifact which is enemy units within nine can't use rally or inspiring presence and if she kills a model it goes up to 15. and originally when i wrote the list that was the, the two things i picked because that's kind of what you do but then i was chatting to like scott up here and thinking about it and i was like i don't have a unit bigger than five models so four up rally it's just not going to come into it it just isn't mm, important yeah. um, that much. and then i was talking to scott about the plan of basically trying to have all my battle tactics as close to guaranteed as possible and one of them i wanted to do magical dominance and he sort of said like you you should have a second caster because you don't want to take the risk that marathi just miscasts and you fail a battle tactic and mm. he's like if you've got a second wizard the chances of you double oneing and double oneing then it's really low and i was like do you know what i actually think you're right like the benefit i'm not he's like she's never going to get within nine realistically of enemies to stop the inspiring presence or the rally like it just doesn't matter if your list is designed to just do a thing just do that thing and i was like yeah no i, I thought about it and i was like i think you're right so i went down mm. that route of giving her the arcane tome um the command trait though my thought behind it was basically the one well not the one thing but the main problem for gotrek is things that turn off ward saves and there's a few like spells in the game now like seraphon have one for example that turn off wards um uh cruel boys are another one that have a spell to turn off wards and so i was like okay well if i play against them i can save my primal dice for that spell because essentially if gotrek's in range of getting that spell put on him it's the most important thing for me to shut down so i was like i'll just save all my primals my unbinds for whenever my opponent casts that spell and then if i roll a five up they forget it for the whole rest of the game and then i don't have to worry about it and then i'm more kind of free that was my thinking um yeah. but yeah we can i guess go on to that in the into the tournament but um yeah that was kind of my list um for the event so yeah, cool. So, who was your um, who was your round one opponent? Do you want to um, take us through your first battle? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I got drawn against James Halligan, which was um, great. Actually, it was he was one of the lists that got uh, reviewed in the list review show. Yeah, um, that some that some of the guys did. Um, and I'd actually just like he'd said hello at Sydney GT when I'd been down there a couple months earlier, and I'd actually just been thinking like, oh, James would be a nice person to play. And then it came up that we we're playing each other, and I was like, oh, great. Um, he's playing Soulblight, which are a, a a good army. Um, so he had um he had a really cool list as well. Actually, he sort of had the the twenty Grave Guard. Um, he had Manfred um for the sort of teleport counter charge like shenanigans with redeploys um and he had uh, a, a reinforced unit of the skurgan true blades um which are really cool um they're sort of they're really good at fighting monsters um if they kill a monster they get like speed buffs um and they're like i think my monsters are minus one to hit and wound against them in combat or something so they're they're really good um into monsters and yeah sort of graveguard and then a mix of other things like bats and um Manfred. and a vampire a vampire mm. and and stuff mm. like that so yeah. um yeah um the first mission was um what was that first mission uh nexus collapse nexus collapse cool um 
so yeah, that game was super close. Um, I have to say, like, James's dice were honestly horrific. They were so bad. I was getting to the point where I was like, mate, please just throw oh. them in a bin. Like, yeah. I've got... <laughs> I've got a whole bag of dice. Just please use these because it it honestly was getting insane. Like it was just, he'd roll like 20 dice and it would be like 17 ones and twos. And you're like, what oh, is happening? God. Like, yeah, that's not, it, it, it that's was, not fair. It, yeah, it honestly was <laughs> stupid. And then to compound that, I was using the Daughters of Cain dice, like the GW dice. Um, yeah. So I basically have a new thing now where, like, I, I've been buying all the sets of army dice, like, whenever yeah, get, they come out. get the swag. Yeah. I like I like having them, but they all just kind of sit in my cabinet and I, I haven't been using them. And so I've decided whenever I play an army now, I will play with those dice. So I've had those Daughters of Cain dice sort of in my shelf for a few years now and never used them. This was the first time of playing Daughters of Cain at a tournament, so I brought them with me. I got them out and honestly... They just kept rolling six after six after six, like <laughs> the amount of the amount of symbols that came up on those dice oh. was, it was insane to the point where like Liam and Adam kept coming over and being like, "What? Like this is not okay." Like Liam, I think was genuinely getting to the point where he was going to tell me that I wasn't allowed to use them, and <laughs> I was like, "But James was like, nah, come like." The no, dice. It's fine. It just I'm like, I wouldn't even know how to do something to them. But it was, I was like, oh, I fully admit right now, this is absolutely ridiculous. But yeah. it was just like, it would be things where he's just trying to put three wounds onto Shadow Queen because of how important that is. And it would be like, oh, I'll just, okay, I've got like six saves to make or something. And then I'd roll like three sixes in that. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, do the wards. It got to a point where it's like taking damage. She needed to take one more wound that turn to have taken the three. And I had two wards to do. And I was just like, oh, I'll just roll a double six. And I literally just rolled a double six and just took no more damage. <laughs> and it, it literally happened for like two or three turns where he was just trying to do that wound. And I just kept, I just kept rolling sixes. Um, <laughs> so it was a bit insane. But um, that game was actually super super tight um so i went first i did one two more um got magical dominance and then uh james went like he got the prios um and then he sort of got three he got one two more one two more one two more all the time because soul blight um and he got his tactics as well like every round um i got my tactics every round as well um but I was yeah. obviously in the in the middle. I sort of got three points, one point, one point, one point. Um, I made a mistake, I think, when I lost turn three prior because I had it in my head. I was like, yep, okay, I know what's going to happen because I'm behind on points. I was ready to like burn these two outer objectives that I had never gone on to um, that he was controlling. And it was sort of the end of the turn. I was like, yep, this is exactly what I do when prior happens. And then we kind of moved on and then we went through the hero phase. And then I was like, ah, oh, I meant to burn those objectives. And I was like, it's it's too late now. I'm not I'm not gonna go back and do it. Um yeah, and that yeah. that 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 definitely cost me um some more points in that game from James just picking up some extra sort of one, two mores and, and me not having more. Um mm -hmm. so that was a silly mistake, but these things happen. Um but yeah, I sort of the list kind of does what it does. Um the true blades were really good, actually. Like they did their job. They got they countercharged into Shadow Queen, and 
she killed them, but like it took, I think it took like three or four turns mm. and they were obviously sort of doing the damage through. Um, Gotrek was kind of free and he went kind of through the grave guard and he went through like the other units and stuff on his objectives. Um, but the list just doesn't have that many bodies. Um, and like Manfred yeah. can come in and deal with five snakes, deal with five snakes kind of thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, it literally came down to, uh, I got, so we both got all of our battle tactics. Um, but then I got my grand strat and James didn't because he'd gone for the one which was control more grave sites and on where the objective stayed he'd put two of his grave sites like pretty much next to each other and that was where i was fighting and so i just kind of was like i'm just gonna have go trek and units surrounding this you're not gonna be able to have more because even if you control the other two like it's not more so i think that's quite a common kind of trap with mm. yeah with picking that grand strat um and yeah he kind of realized oh i'm not gonna get it and so i was like yeah, cool. Okay. I've dropped, I've dropped points. I think in the game, he sort of had three, 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 nothing. And I was three, one, 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 two. So he yep. was kind of what well, I think he was two points ahead of me. Uh, no, four points ahead of me, I think, from like objective points. And then I obviously got the three points from the grand strat. So in a normal pack, that's actually a 22, 21 loss to me, like James beat me by one point. But then mm. when we, when you put it through the scoring pack, because me yep. achieving my grand strat is worth three and him failing his mm. is worth another three to me, it meant that I won by one or two points. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's what, and that's what counts in the, um, in the letter. Yeah. 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 So, so that um, was, yeah. When, so you, is, when you plug it, it in, like it when, sort of in that... switched it over. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, James, James won the game, but you, yeah, but you won on pack points on the, on the structure. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Like, and that's the way that that's the way it's structured. So that's the way the, the cookie crumbles sometimes. So, but, um, yeah, but such a oh, good cool. game. And honestly, yeah. I've never seen someone take dice rolls that that were that bad for him and that good for me so well. Like James was an absolute champ through. Yeah, James is a legend. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten to know, know James a bit um this year, especially since um Slaughter. We've um it's been coming to um we've been going to the same events. Uh so yeah, it's been good to see him. And yeah, James, if you're listening, um shout out to you, buddy. And hope to we'll, hopefully we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, cool. How about you? Who was your first game against? So I was drawn um Drawn up with um, Scott Norwood. So Scott Norwood, Norwood's a veteran of the gaming scene, been around for a long time. He's a Western warrior. Um, known him for ages, seen him around at events for, for years, and we'd never actually played a game. So um, so it was great to be drawn against um, Scott. Um, yeah, so I got to the table, and I'll just go through his list very quickly. So um, where are we? I've got it all here in preparation. So Scott had, I uh, took Disciple, Disciples of Zinch um, with the Guild of Summoners. His grand strat was Master of Destiny. Um, so he had a Cursling um, as the general with uh, the command trait was Cult Demagogue. Artifact uh, was Secret Eater. And that was, he had the uh, Merciless Wizard as well. Um, Zangor Shaman, Zangor Shaman, and the Mask as an ally. Um, oh, and a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, of course. Um and he had, so the spells he took for those were Shield of Fate, Hoarfrost, and Rupture. So he took all the, um, he had a 
all the Primal Frost spells. Um, he had 10 Acolytes, 10 Acolytes, 10 Acolytes, and 10 Zangors, um, 5 Blissbard Seekers, and uh, the 10 Chaos Knights, and he had a Demonic um, Simulacrum um, in the spell. So, yeah, he was 2 drops, 2,000 points. Um, and I believe there's some shenanigans around the Blissbarb Seekers um, allied in, which escapes me at the moment. Um, I think they do... Is it a minus to your save or something like that? Yeah. Do, you, do you know what the, yeah, if the they, is? Yeah, yeah. If, if, if a unit takes a, an unsaved wound from them, that's then right. they're yeah. minus one save for the rest of the turn. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so he had, he had that tech in there and he had the mask um, um, flitting around as well. But, um, yeah, beautifully painted army. So um, we had, yeah, ne Nexus Collapse. So I went I um, went first. He gave me first turn. Um, so I got to expand the Grave Empires in my first uh, round. So that's a pretty easy one to achieve in this um, uh, battle plan, um, noting your deployment zones and where the objectives are placed. It's pretty, it was easy for me to sort of just spread out and... Um, you know, cap those extra objectives um, early on to score that one. Um, did my shenanigans with the um, the Bloodseeker Palanquin, um, you know, teleported up, uh, threw in the, um, you know, cast the uh, suffocating grave tide, plowed through all his, you know, through his front line there, a couple of units, acolytes, just, you know, five, mortal, five up mortal wound, um, mortal wound span. Um, shooting phase, nearly his whole army was in range of um, of the uh, a a AOE for up more oh, yeah. uh, E3 mortal wounds. So that was like just chip away, chip away, chip away, like just rolling hot four ups and D3 mortals across the board. Um, so it was a good start. And I think um, that's when it sort of, he got, Scott got really excited about the Bloodseeker Palanquin. <clears throat> So he, he was like, oh, my God, and then was just raving about the palanquin and um, has started writing lists for his own soul blight because um, Scotty Scott, well, um, runs a soul blight um, army as well. <clears throat> so, yeah, he got he got he got switched onto the power and the of, of <laughs> and the and, you know, the Bloodseeker palanquin love. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, then he went um, he got his call for change black battle tactic. Um, I got one priority turn two. Um, went with Magical Mayhem, <clears throat> um, got that one off and just kept whittling down his army. Um, I was able to kind of really start getting some impact, um, getting rid of his um, army. But, but by this stage, um, he fought back, did ma ma uh, Magical Mayhem as well. He scored that one. Uh, then we got to turn three. I won the priority again, and that was kind of at the point where it was going to go. Like if I got the priority, it was kind of looking like I was getting towards tabling him. So, yeah, I got the priority and took it and just doubled down on the pain um, and <laughs> kept clearing away models. And um, he finally got a priority in turn four, um, but um, unfortunately wasn't able to get uh, um, his battle tactics in turn three or turn four. Um, and then by the end of turn four, it was pretty clear um, that I was um, on top for that game. And so we called it there. So, um concede there so um yeah full yeah full um battle tactics um i got my grand strat he got his grand strat as well um so that ended up being a score game score of uh 22 to 15 um in my favor um i don't know what that would have 
been in the blood rights scoring. I think we can look it up here. Um, oh, I can't, can't see it anyway, but, um, doesn't matter, but yes, yeah, so that was my first round. Um, had a great game. Great, great to play Scott. I would play again any, any day of the week. All the Western Warriors guys are lovely to play. Um, been around for a while, these guys and, um, all fantastic people. So, um, yeah, that was my round one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good way to start the tournament. I was just like, ah, I'm going to win. <laughs> and, um, it's just really, it just kind of, everything just worked like how I imagined my army would, would work and how I wanted it to work. Um, it, you know, my, my, my trick worked, the, um, giant was fun. Um, oh yeah. And Scott's, um, summoned on a, um, uh, Battle chicken. <laughs> a lot of change. Yeah, a lot of change. Uh, he brought a lot of change on at one point, so that was fun. Um, yeah, it was good. Good good game. Yeah, nice. Hmm. What about your um, – uh, should we go second game? Yeah. Um, yeah. So second was limited resources as a mission, um, which is an interesting one and definitely one that if people haven't played it and it's going to come up in a tournament, they should – try and practice um because yeah there's certain there's things you need to consider in terms of you actually do not want to just go and stand on all the objectives um no <laughs> if you do like if you do that a smart opponent will actually just go okay i'm not i'm, I'm intentionally now just going to completely change how i was going to play the game for these first couple of turns and not stand on any and just make it so that you just you just basically burn all the objectives yourself in the first two turns and then you won't be able to score any points for the rest of the game other than like battle tactics um yeah. But yeah, I so I was playing um, Rod Kwong, who is part of the D3 Mortal Wounds boys. But I think he's he's very chill to Age of Sigmar. Um, I think he plays they play like Mordheim and, and stuff like that quite a lot. Um, but he sort of said to me like, honestly, like I I if I lose, like I don't care. I I just want to drink and like just have fun, <laughs> like. He kind yeah. of said, like, I don't really know my I don't really know my army. I'm not gonna know what any of your stuff does, but that's fine. Um <laughs> so I was like, okay, no worries. Like I was trying to sort of just tell him little things if stuff came up in the game. Um yeah. that being said, uh like he definitely like played his army pretty right. Um and he was playing Big War, who are really good right now because Oh uh, no, so, what a D three guy playing Big War? Exactly, exactly. Playing orcs? Um, oh no, it's not like them, no. <laughs> but um yeah, so he had a mixed list. So he had like Gobsprack um, in there because he's obviously a really good sort of anti-wizard piece um, with his rule to like make wizards take more wins when he unbinds their spells. Um, and then he had like a bolt skewer, uh, like one of those big um, cruel boys crossbows. Um, and then he had, I think, 10, like 10 brutes, five brutes, 10 odd boys, six pigs, three pigs, a mega boss on foot with destroyer, a weird knob with the hand of gork teleport spell. Uh, and I th think there was a war chanter in there and a Wurgog, yeah, Wurgog mask, like a starey mask guy, um, that just does essentially infinite more wounds. Um, and yeah, big war, they're really good, like, they can actually play a very unengaging game like similar to my list kind of in that they can just do tactics and stuff now that they've mm. been given a, those sort of new ones. Um, so like sneak up was his turn one tactic, which is basically just have all of your cruel boys units within one inch or three inches of terrain. 
right. That was it. That was it. So he basically just is like, cool, <laughs> gobstrack and a boat, like gobstrack and my bolt thrower are just going to stand next to this piece of terrain. That's my battle tactic. And I was like, hmm, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, so I jealous of that one. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, you can't talk Soulblight are great. Um, <laughs> but uh, Big Wire are good, to be fair. Um, and I can't talk either. Docker are a bit silly, too. Um, but I went first. Uh, I got one, two, um, which got me more. Um, and then went for my Magical Dominance, which um, I'm pretty sure I did that as my first like turn battle tactic. Like every game, I just put my wizards out of range um, and then just have two casts at it. I, I'd get to the point where with Marathi, if there wasn't any need, I would basically just go, I'm just going to cast the law spell because she knows the whole law. One of the spells, it's an 18-inch range. It's like Shroud of Despair or something. But it, like, so turn one, I can't actually target something, but you don't need to. You cast the spell, then select a target. Um, but it's only got a casting value of a four. And so, like, I'm literally just trying to make sure I've got a spell on the board done. So I just go for the easiest cast possible for my first spell to be like, cool, okay, my battle tactics achieved before I then try something higher and miscast or whatever, fail it. Because obviously the more the more tries I go at casting a spell, the more likely I am to miscast. And so I wanted to mm. the other two spells <laughs> she wants the other two spells she wants to cast are on a seven and an eight. So they're actually not very reliable because she's got no bonuses or rerolls. So that was pretty mm. much my plan turn one would just be like, okay. I'd normally just use the iron scale and go for like an arcane, uh, sorry, a mystic shield. I'd normally yeah. try and have her sort of 12 inches behind shadow queen and just line up a mystic shield. And if that goes off sweet, I can do the spells I want to do with, with Marathi. But if it doesn't go off first spell with Marathi would be just trying to get that four and be like, okay, we're fine. And then mm. from there, try and get a sort of a mind razor off. And then from there, maybe a, a black horror. Um, yeah. Yep. But yeah, kind of got magical dominance. Um, essentially, I got kind of moved up and moved across and around the board as this game went on, making sure that I never tagged like too many objectives. So I got one, two more, like every battle round. Um, Rod got one, two more for the first three. And then for the last two, I think he just got one, two, one, two, um, and couldn't get more because he'd burnt quite a few of them. Um but battle tactics, yeah, so I got magical dominance. Um, he did his sneak up um, and stood there, and I was like, okay. Um, then I got prior and did surround and destroy, which, again, with that list was quite often my turn two battle tactic because I've got the um, the shadow stalkers that can teleport every movement phase for free anywhere on the board. And then, obviously, if I need it, I've got the Calebron teleport as well. Um, but most of the time, I could kind of go, okay, well, I've got the Iron Scale to sit on my backboard edge, Holly within six. She doesn't really need to do anything. She's going to sit on the backboard edge anyway, turn one to cast the spell. I could send Marathi or a unit of Bow Snakes off down one flank, and then I can teleport the Shadow Stalkers to get it normally. Um, so with that army, again, it was very easy to just get Surround and Destroy as a battle tactic um, without really putting myself in a position I didn't want to be in um hmm. so yeah i got surround and destroy um turn one i launched shadow queen i think i got mind razor off and i launched shadow queen across the table um and I actually made the charge into his 10 brutes um and i think i got a big enough charge to go around the side and decided to also tie up the six pigs um because i was only gonna like 2.9 tag them um they were gonna pile in and they did pile in and do the three wins to her but i was like 
I think it's still worth it because they can't kind of hero phase move out and then it, it's going to slow them down getting to the rest of my army. And at the end of the day, Shadow Queen just wants to fight as much stuff as she can before she dies. Um, but she went off, I think, and I'm pretty sure she pretty much... I think she killed the entire unit of 10 Brutes in the first turn and just, <laughs> and just took it off the board. Because um, I, I did the Daughters of Cain um, command ability. Like, instead of doing all-out attack, I'd always do the um, the one where you get exploding sixes. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, like a command ability that you can do in combat for daughters of Cain units now so they get exploding That's sixes so cool. which yeah. mathematically it's the same as plus one to hit but obviously plus one to hit you can never get more hit rolls than you start with whereas if you do catechism you've got a chance that you roll a bunch of sixes and you actually end up with more attacks and if you roll yeah. a six yeah. on her big tail attack and you get two of them go through they're like flat six damage a piece so um yeah. which that did happen in at least one of my games so i was like okay take, this is take, come on, mate. take take your toys off mate and as i say there was still a fair few symbols so i was rolling sixes <laughs> so it was um it was good <laughs> so um yeah i pretty much just ran go trek forwards towards an objective and ran her into the um pigs uh into the brutes and the pigs to tie them up and kind of fight my way through them um and then go trek sort of stood there ready to go fight some hard boys he had a combat phase against some hard boys and killed them all. And then everything else kind of just ran away from him. Um, but he was the thing I sent that cause that's where the Wurgog was that has the death stare mask. And I was like, if you death stare mask me, you can roll that dice for like half an hour. And all that's going to happen is that ability is going to turn it to one damage. <clears throat> and then I'm going to get a three up ward against it. So don't do that. You're just going to blow yourself up. Like go track. <laughs> Go Trek does not give a shit about that mask, um, which is really funny. Um, didn't that was, I was just talking about the yeah, mask. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interject, but like, um, didn't Jet just like do some ridiculous like forty something on mortal wounds? I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he fully stared. <laughs> he stared off a mega gargant from full to dead. Yeah, <laughs> I remember hearing that. I was just like, that was that has to be the moment of the um the tournament. That one. Yeah. Jet for president, as always. Those Lo those work love dogs. Those work dogs are, they're honestly they're. It's fun. off the but, hook. I love it. Yeah. yeah, but Gotrek is one model that does not give a shit about them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like Rod asked, and I was like, "Don't, don't do it against Gotrek. You're just gonna blow your head up. Don't do it." Um, <laughs> but Gobsprack, obviously, he has the spell for the turn off wards, and obviously, I ran Gotrek forward. So I'm like, I have to, like, that's the spell I have to stop. So when I said, like, I was saving up my, my like, primal dice for whenever he cast that spell, he had his phase, and then he was, like, going through his spells, and he's like, I'm going to cast this. And I only had, like, two unbinds or something. I get, Or I did the ones I could do, and then he was burning through everything, and he was casting spells that I was like, not going to lie, I want to stop that because it's going to be a good spell, but <laughs> nope. And I was just, and he kept going, oh, I'll cast this now. And I was like, yep, it's fine. Just, yep, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and then I just waited. And then the final spell was, uh, yeah, I'm going to do the no wards spell. And I was like, no, <laughs> here are my primal <laughs> dice. You will not have that spell. Um, I didn't roll the five up, though. So I didn't make him forget it for the whole battle. But um, it saved Gotrek the turn it needed to save Gotrek by shutting it down. And then, yeah, he kind of ran forward and killed those odd boys and stuff and yeah, otherwise we kind of played around. Um, Rod, turn two, selected lead into the Maelstrom as a tactic, which 
obviously pick a hero and a battle line unit and they have to both make a charge mm. move and at least one of them has to still be within three within of an three, enemy unit yeah. at the end of the turn and yeah. so he kind of had three pigs that had come up onto my side that were going to be able to an easily charge into little marathi um and then he had his mega boss with destroyer like right in front of um shadow queen so he was like yeah i'm gonna do that and then he charged the pigs in in the hero phase and i was like like you're definitely going to get the battle tactic because the pigs are not going to kill marathi because they physically can't but also little marathi is not going to kill the pigs so i was like yeah you're going to get it but then he kind of was like oh i'm already going to do the three wounds then to marathi like i don't i don't need to do anything else and i won't be able to do anything else and i think he kind of forgot that he had to charge with the hero and so he didn't charge me with the mega boss because he was like i'm not gonna do any more damage to you and then shadow queen's gonna kill it and i was like yes <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, i was like that is exactly what will happen and so he's like no nah, i'm not i'm not gonna charge and then it got to the end of the turn and i was like i think he realized part way through the combat phase and he was like ah oh, yeah don't worry about it and i was like yeah you, yeah you failed your battle <laughs> tactic because you needed to charge me honestly i thought he was just going to charge his weird knob because his mega boss and his weird knob were next to each other and i think he'd like already done a teleport like a teleported a unit over to my side or something and i thought he was just going to throw that in and sacrifice it yeah but he was like oh he was like no nah, no nah. <clears throat> or he still needed it actually i think because i think the weird knob potentially was the general yeah i think the weird knob was the general not the mega boss um and so his grand strat was war which is have either your general or a battle line unit in like wholly in enemy territory um at the end of the game so i think that's why he didn't want to sacrifice the weird knob because he i think he normally mm, just yeah. holds on to it and then sort of turn four or five can teleport it into a corner and be like cool i've got my grand strat um yeah but anyway yeah. So, so so he failed that tactic um and then sort of the later game he got the prios but because of burning some of the objectives he got three then two then two but he scored the rest of his battle tactics so he got a surround and destroy and then these are the, the turn four and turn five tactics again for big while really good like he had that's our turf now which is just have two units in the middle of the board and so yep. those unit that unit of pigs that had kind of charged into marathi and then the mega boss that was still alive they just both moved into the middle and it was like that's a battle tactic and then his last one is just have 30 big war points or something and he was like i've got them now oh. so again it, it was just <laughs> yeah. it was just like oh okay like you you're also basically just auto achieving these battle tactics fine um but yeah fine, i then. so I, <laughs> I i still got mine because yeah the list just goes magical dom surround and destroy turn three is the harpies come down and do their ability like it's it's literally a guarantee like it's dumb but that's my tactic turn yeah, four yeah. is tide of blades which is just have two units in enemy territory which most of the time is the harpies because they come down do their ability and then as soon as i win prio they go and fly into the enemy territory um yeah. or if not shadow stalkers and something else teleports into it like it's again very achievable in the list and then my turn five is always intimidate because basically as long as gotrek is still alive which he is pretty much always he's not in my territory after like the first or second turn and then i've got my i've got that tactic for turn five um and then yeah my grand strat is either everything fights or has died which again i just throw it all in 
so yeah i got my grand strat um but rods i was thinking at that point i'm like okay your grand strat means you have to have battle line or the general and so i brought my harpies down and everything and just started focus firing on the unit of brutes that he kind of was sending up the side into my territory and brought the harpies down and shot the weird knob after he teleported into my territory um so like i literally charged the harpies like into the brutes to just do the last one or two wounds um and stuff to kill them so i made sure he was not going to get his grand strat um and so yeah in the end i got all my tactics i got my grand strat and i got one two more every turn uh, rod dropped at a couple of points he dropped the one tactic and he didn't get his grand strat so that was a 28 21 under normal scoring but i think in i think under the pack it was like a 24 6 or something so it was a pretty a pretty solid win for me so fantastic congratulations and yeah rod was a great opponent and it was yeah it was a fun game as well so um yeah yeah awesome all right, well, um, <clears throat> my turn, oh, sorry, my round two. Um, so I drew against um, uh, a chap named um, William Ellis. So I think he's a, a newer guy to the scene. I hadn't seen him around before. And um, yeah, it's yeah, great I to play. Yeah, that name. Yeah, it's great to play a new a new player. Um, and yeah, someone who's kind of new to the scene. Um, and so he took Blades of Corn. <clears throat> so he had a, he had Baleful, Baleful Lords as his sub faction. Um, he took uh, Slaughter of Sorcery for his Grand Strat, of course. <laughs> uh, Scarbrand, Bloodthirster of Insensate Rage, Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster. Uh, his general uh, was the Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster. Um, so he had the Halo of Blood and the Bronze Flesh Prayer. Um, he had a Slaughter Priest. He had a Hack with the Blood Sacrifice Prayer, sorry. Um, Blood Secretor, uh, the Banner of Blood. And then he had... Blood Reavers, Blood Reavers, Tents of Flesh Hounds, and the Altar and the Skull Crushers. So um, yeah, that was his that was his list. He had a one drop. No, it wasn't a one drop, sorry, but he did have a battle reg in there. Um, so yeah, we paired up and let's have, let's bring out the scores. <clears throat> so he got priority. Um, he went first, so he, yeah, he went first turn. Um, got control one, two more. Um, he picked um, surround and destroy, but um, I think he couldn't quite get one of his units of uh, doggies wholly out of his territory. Um, so kind of that messed him up a little bit. So which was um, which was a shame for him. Um, so it was kind of like you know just maneuvering first turn. Uh, back to me, I went for led into the maelstrom, which. Um, was pretty um, easy for me to get by that point. Um, yeah, so again, did my um, did my tricks and um, charged up. And the sort of the, the big threat I was kind of looking at was um, at this stage was his uh, the skull crushers. So that was I was kind of like those guys going to need a fair bit of work uh, to get into, and I was sweating it out about his bloodthirsters and um, scarbrand as well. <laughs> um, but I was able to pretty easily deal with all of his um, chaff units, as, as you'd expect, like the Blood Reavers and uh, Flesh Hounds kind of crumbled um, pretty quickly throughout the game. Um, but, yeah, then he started sending over Scarbrand and his Bloodthirsters and um, the, yeah, the Skull Crushers kind of tied down my Blood Knights and everything. So um, he won priority for the turn two. I've uh, got one, two more. 
Um, and uh, he got his leave none standing um, tactic, which I think is one of the, uh, I think that was one of the uh, corn abilities. I couldn't tell you what it does. I, I, by the sound of it, I think he had to just like kill a unit. Um, so he might have killed off one of my bats or something like that. Um, got priority for turn three. Oh, sorry, for my turn two, I got to intimidate the invaders, um, one, two more. So he was up by one point at this stage um, at the bottom of the second. Um, so we got into round three. Um, he got priority again <laughs> um, and got control one, control two. Um, got his blood for the altar battle tactic. Um, then uh, swung back to me. And it, by this stage, his bloodthirsters were kind of really being brought to bear. Um, the skull crushes were like pretty thin by this stage. Um but yeah, his his uh, his big monsters were starting to really have an impact in the back lines, um, and uh, they swung back to me. Swung back to me for turn three. Um, got my battle tactics around destroy. Was able to achieve that one um, with a with a hold one, hold two. Um, but in the end, like that's kind of where we got to. We had to stop the game there because that we'd run out of time um, by that point, and. Um, so I got my grand strat, and unfortunately he did not get his grand strat. So the final score um, ended up being 16-12 um, to myself, but I honestly think if we'd had a chance to finish that game properly, um, I think he was definitely on his way to a victory because those Bloodthirsters and Skybrand especially were just really starting to come into their own, and I was running out of... Um, uh, I was running out of options to deal with them by that, by that point, so... Um, yeah, I do apologise, uh, William, for um, not get, being able to get through all five turns. Um, but I guess just one of those things, like when you've got new a, a newer player, games do tend to go a little bit slower, but it's like, no, it's not William's fault. It's, it's just the way it went that day. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of – that was my round two. Um, so that's I was up on – Two wins by this stage, so feeling like that kind of confident glow <laughs> that you um, that you sort of feel after your first two games, and you've got a couple of wins under your belt. So started thinking, oh, okay, I might actually do okay this tournament. So <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of feeling good um, at that point, and yeah, that was um, my my round two. Um, but yeah, so uh, shall we take a quick little break here, and um, when we come back, we'll um, we'll talk about uh, the rest of our games. Sure. All right, cool. All right. Okay, we're back from the break and so straight into round three. So for round three, I was drawn up uh, with a chap named, sorry, let me get my, my list here. One I prepared earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on, you're on two wins at this point. So you're. Yeah. Two wins, feeling good and um, yeah. conf confident. And um, so I, I drew up with a guy named Chris Murphy for my round three. Uh, so he brought Silverneth. And so his list was uh, he had um, the Heartwood subfaction. Uh, his grand strat was spellcasting savant as well. Um, and Seasons of War, the Dwindling. 
Um, I'm not sure what that means. Do you know what that means? Uh, I think it's the one where he gets... Uh, no, I actually don't know, because I was about to say Everdusk, which is the... It reduces the range on the teleport, and it gives them, like... I think it gives them a ward save. I think it gives them a six-up ward while they're in range of trees. Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember it. I'm sure he... Yeah, he did... Ex- he would have explained it to me, but I, I just can't remember. So that's one of the newest... Um, is that from, the, like, the latest set of um, books that have come out? Yeah, they've had it for a little while, <clears throat> yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so he took um, Alariel uh, with Verdant Blessing, um, an Arc, Re- Arc Revenant, a Branch Witch, who was her, his general. Um, so she was um, the War Singer with the Vesperal Gem, um, with the Verdant Blessing and Throne of Vibes spells. Um, he's had six Kurnoth Hunters with Great Bows, three Kurnoth Hunters with Great Bows, um, two to five tree revs, and he had a spite swarm hive, sp- endless spell, and of course all these woods. So um, yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot of bodies on the table, but his list was awesome. Like he was able to obviously use his tree revs to sort of jump around the place and be a pest and get objectives and things like that. But um, and his Kurnoth hunters were fantastic with the great bows, um, really good at taking out my stuff, and also Alarial was awesome too on the table. Um, yeah, so very well, very well played lists. Like, so I think, um, yeah, Chris knows his army inside out. He was there, he was there for the game. He was, um, really focused, um, top player. Um, so I think he actually ended up podiuming for the, the weekend. So yeah, he came third, um, and he's come, he's a part of the Moor tribe. So he's come up from, um, from the coast. So <clears throat> shout out to you, Chris. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, dwindling, um, dwindling's the one with rerolls. Sorry, they get to reroll oh. a, cast, a cast and an unbind. Oh, cool. No worries. Yeah, lo- lovely chat. We had we had a good a good game, and um, so the battle plan. Let's get that up as well. <clears throat> uh, no reward without risk was game three. Yes, that's right. So cool. All right. So what did we do with that one? So he got, so he gave me the first turn. Um, so I went Intimidate the Invaders, um, score one, two more, uh, got my Grand Strat, just basically just moved up towards him. Um, and he was kind of like one, sort of a bit of a theme for this uh, tournament for me when uh, with my list and with the the way I used the Bloodseeker Palanquin, because um, <laughs> I did the whole teleport thing um, through the, the, the suffocating grave tide, the shooting attacks, and it's like, wow, okay, now I can see what you were doing because um, I think people sort of raise eyebrows when they see that you're um, bringing a Bloodseeker Palanquin, but yeah, there's a, there's a, it's really good in, um, in Legion of Night. <laughs> so um, yeah, so he was like, oh, okay, cool. So kind of that, that kind of, I guess, made him a lot more wary with his movement and he protected his uh, branch with Rich, with, like the whole game with six Kurnoth Hunters surrounding, um, because he just didn't want me to get in into the behind him and like take out his general and de- deny his um, grand strat. But yeah, um, so yeah, like the first game, I'm oh, sorry, the first turn, and this is like kind of really threw me off as well. Like, um, so <clears throat> first turn gives it to me. First spell um, was with my, I think it was with my general, um, my vampire lord. Um, yeah, cast a spell, um, rolled a one. And I thought I'll go for the primal, and obviously I rolled a um, a primal <laughs> a primal oh, miscast, no. which detonated. Um, obviously, I think I was no risk with that reward. That's the one when the um, the wizards' heads explode, right? Uh, no. Or I don't if I got so. that. 
Uh, it's the one where the, you can set up like in the middle of the board. Like you can technically like set yeah. up to combat. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Maybe there cool. is the additional thing as well, but I don't think so. Yeah. But anyway, I lost my general first turn, like first go, like Primal Miscast, blew himself up. Um, so that was like, that just really threw right. me. Cause... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I'm pretty. Cause feedback then... overload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, feedback overload. And then he, um, when he detonated, he killed my, he d detonated my other vampire lord as well, who was in, in range at that moment. <laughs> so I lost. I lost two of my heroes in one go and my grand strat. And I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> so it kind of, it just really threw me um, in that moment. And I felt a bit lost and I was like, okay, I just need to like regather my thoughts um, and just sort of play, play without them. <laughs> um, so I just sort of tried to sort of get across the board and um, like crowd onto his objectives. But um, no, he played exceptionally well, especially when he, he went from, um, so I got priority turn one. He gave it to me. He got the um, second turn priority, so he doubled me nicely, um, which um, put down the pain. Um, so then, yeah, he went. Um, so his first turn, he got control one. Uh, then he got his grand strat. He, he priority turn two, doubled me uh, one, two more, and he got led at the maelstrom. Um, swung back to me for priority turn three. Um, Managed to pull off one, two more, and my grand strat. I'm sorry, and my um, battle tactic as well, which is the bait and trap. Um, and by this stage, sort of, he was thinning out. He'd already thinned out a lot of my stuff. I think the giant was dead um, oh, no. by this stage, um, and Lalaria was just kicking ass as well. So uh, really cool. And um, yeah, those tree rays were just. He was using them to great effect. Um, and yeah, I managed to get um, priority turn four as well. Um, but by this stage. Things weren't going as well for me. So um, I think from turn two onwards, he went one, two more um, for every object, like every round and his grand and his um, battle tactic. So, um, and mine sort of started to decrease. So I went to, um, you know, turn three, I had uh, one, two more uh, battle tactic. Turn four, I went one, two, didn't get more, and but I still got my battle tactic with the Callous Overlord. Um, but then it came down to turn five um, and, uh, yeah, he got the one, two more magical dominance um, uh, battle tactic, and he got his um, grand strap um, spell, spellcasting servant. So I was sort of like really pressing the, trying to press my uh, his uh, general, um, and he, but he was just really well, like the general was really well protected with the um, with the Colonel Hunters, like the six unit. He was just kind of shepherding her. Um, yeah, there was some dicey sort of moments where I was like close to kind of maybe getting in to, to like kill her. Um, but in the end, uh, it was a victory, a resounding victory for Chris. Um, so he got a, a win of 26 uh, 19 was the final score. Um, so well well done, Chris, and great game. And um, yeah, definitely play, play him again. Really um, tight player, um, knows his army really well. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was my, my round three. So. <laughs> That was the end of day one for me, and um, yeah, it wasn't deflated or anything. It was like a really hard fought, good game. Um, I just got obviously got unlucky with the the primal dice, but I that just yeah. shit happens, you know. Like, it was so just how like did, you said it when he your general like when it blew up, it took out the other vampire. How did it take yeah. out the other vamp? Like, because had how did he already take damage? Because it's um, only D three more wounds to like the other stuff in range. Because it wasn't oh, wasn't um, it turn one? 
Yeah, yeah, it's turn one. So it's primal, then a, a detonation. Oh, maybe I didn't lose my other vampire lord. Maybe I'm thinking of another game. Okay. <laughs> that's happened to, I was that's just happened like, to me. Uh, yeah. It's happened to me before. I've lost like multiple <laughs> vampires. <laughs> did, um, did you manage to kill Alarial like the first time to make her come back or you just didn't manage to kill her? No, no, I didn't manage to kill her in the end. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was, um, yeah, I guess Miami being a death army just does suffer to really good shooting. Um, mm. he can just shoot, you can just pick me off, um, before I can really get into him. Um, and he also used the terrain really well to his, uh, to protect himself and, uh, his, uh, wildwoods jumping around using the trees and everything like that. So he had a lot of, um, great movement shenanigans where he could sort of go up, do some damage and then piss off back into the shadows yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he did that a lot with Larry as well. Like, um, I think it was with Larry where, uh, that she can go and attack and then she just, she just mel melts away. So, yeah. you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get her. <laughs> I couldn't strike back at her. Um, yeah. I've been getting close enough. So, yeah, he was able to sort of pick me off off the board. But I think I did make him sweat a little bit um, by pressing onto his uh, his general, <laughs> especially yeah. in the later, like last um, last sort of, you know, th turn three, turn four before everything fell apart for me. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a little bit of ebb and flow at the start, but he was a clear, he had a clear lead by turn three and um, maintained that for the rest of the game. So. Yeah, kudos to to you, Chris. Yeah, right. That sounds like yeah. a good game. And yeah, Sylvanetha. Yeah, that mission as well is one where like the tree revs. If you can't pick them off, they can just teleport like off to those objectives off to the side just to nab them back. Like there being five objectives quite spread out on that one as well. So like yeah, you've yeah. got grave sites and stuff, but your yeah. list doesn't have like loads. Of I don't play to that. Come, yeah, that come <laughs> back and yeah, so. But, um, yeah, yeah, like, cool. and he had, um, like his, his battle tactics were like, so surround and destroy. That's really easy for him to achieve. Yeah. Then to the maelstrom, it was easy for him to achieve in the second turn. He did harness the spirit paths, which is, I think, I think it's just a Sylvaneth one you can just get by using their, pretty much using the army. Have the, you have to do yeah. the teleport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, intimidate the invaders, like super easy, um, yeah. magical dominance. Like, yeah, like he just, yeah. he had the, he had the battle tactic game, um, sewn up really well yep. with his list um so which is a testament to him because he obviously podium for the event so he um yeah knew what he was doing so yeah yeah no. yeah Good and game. it's cool to see it's cool to see Larial sort of doing well on the table as well yeah and sylvaneth kind of um you don't well you see them every now and then but you don't see them as much um as you probably should because they're a really good army and they're beautiful models and his his painting skills were fantastic as well it was lovely to play play against um his army so yeah yeah, cool. And because um, he had a unit of six great bows in the list, right? Mm -hmm. Which in itself is strange because most people are probably taking like sides or swords or whatever. So having the bows is cool. And what did he summon with Alarial? Did he summon three more bows or did he summon something else? Oh, um, oh gosh. I wish I, I, I honestly can't recall at this stage. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered if he was like adding another three bows to have like a bunker of nine just kind of pinging away or, yeah, if he did something else with them. But. I can't remember. Yeah, I wish I could. Yeah, I'm sure he, if he if he's listening, he'd be shouting at the podcast right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't remember. It's too far away now. <laughs> nah, all good. Um, well, yeah, my third game uh, was against Brad Way um, and Gloomspike Gits, um, and he had King's Gits, so he kind of had Scragrot, um, the. Uh, What's the guy? Green crack and his loon court um, to do the fight on death. Um, he yep. had two two big units of thirty six squig herd, um, and then oh. like 
he had the trog boss general um with the glowy house it so that he has a four up ward basically and then he, at the end of any phase he has to take that ward save he has to roll a dice and on a one he eats the artifact but um yeah. basically he's got <laughs> a, a tough to kill general and his grand strat is basically just have that general be alive essentially because it's have that general be alive and have been affected by the light of the bad moon for at least three mm. turns of the battle which is pretty oh. much guaranteed because yeah, yeah. like scragrot makes the loon like makes the moon shine around him the loon shrine makes the moon shine around him obviously when the moon is like in the quarter of the board and then whole board so it's super easy so it's pretty much just make the troll survive um which yeah. when he when he heals and he's getting the extra bonus save from getting the moonlight and then he's got um a four up ward it's pretty hard to kill him um yeah, and yeah two <laughs> two big units of squig herd which are pretty mental that obviously can fight on death with green crack and then he had just like a five a unit of five boing grot bounders that he could use um and then he had three rock guts and then a couple of um like another cheap foot wizards so i think he had like a spider wizard just for a th really cheap hero that he can use blizzard with um and stuff like that so um, yeah yeah pretty pretty good list um and he was less points so he sort of had the indomitable triumph to pass the battle shocks on squigs um Mm. but yeah this was one that i was excited to do my deployment for uh no reward without risk because yeah a two drop and one of them is just go trek and obviously this you can literally go into the the middle of the board there is no nine away restriction so i just yeah. my first drop i just got <laughs> go trek and i just put him on the point and just went off you go and he was just like oh man <laughs> like <laughs> what do you do like go go trek's normally slow and he just gets to stand straight in the middle of the board to start the game yeah. Um, so that was that was fun. I had I had a laugh just doing that. Um but yeah, so, so I put I put him down guy. pretty much. I put him down and then I put Shadow Queen like next to him in the middle of the board as well, just ready to basically launch both of them at him. Um and then I kind of put Marathi and my iron uh my iron scale like way back in the corner, so outside of Unbind range, um, ready for my sort of turn one magical dominance um and then just two fives of snakes kind of on the objectives um and i went first because i had choice um and i pretty much i think i got a little greedy because so there was basically the scenery on this table there was one of those uh like the sigma right walls the like you know they're pretty normal you see them all the time it's kind of a quarter a quarter of a square um so there's sort of two walls and he pretty much had to like he deployed his army behind that and his loon shrine off in the corner um and obviously because gotrek and shadow queen were right in the middle he kind of deployed mm. pretty far pretty far back away with the two yeah. units the two units of squig herd kind of off to the side um next to the wall so you kind of had wall that you couldn't go past and then one unit of squig herd next to it the next unit of squig herd and then pretty much the edge of the board and i I ran Gotrek kind of forward, like straight up, essentially to the middle of the objective up. And then I just moved Shadow Queen straight up towards the squigs because I was like, I think I can just turn one charge and just like get into both of these units of squig herd. Um, and I've not played them much. And like, I knew he had the triumph to auto pass Battleshock, but I'm like, <clears throat> he's only got it once. Mm. And I know they've got like a six up save and they can't take commands. 
and Shadow Queen's only going to take three wounds. So all their fight on death, like I was like, it doesn't really matter. She can, I was mm. like, oh, she she can do so much damage that he'll start just like running to Battle Shock. Um, yeah. So I made this big charge, and so I decided to go into both units, and then I split my damage and killed. I don't know I've probably killed like five squigs from one unit and like six or seven squigs from the other. Um, but he didn't even use like he didn't use his triumph. He just went, oh, so that'll be and he just rolled the dice and just went, okay, that's like another five or six squigs kind of thing from each unit. That's fine. I'll just I'll just take them off. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, well, I've killed, I don't know, like 10 squigs from one unit and I've killed like, I don't know, maybe 12, 13 squigs from another unit. But then, obviously, his hero phase, those mm -hmm. herders, those herders, he just goes, oh, okay, 4d3, well, he just rolls four dice, basically two plus. He just brings back d3 squeak herd per, per model, uh, per, per yeah. d3. So yeah. just, yeah. yeah, obviously, if you roll the one, <coughs> Didn't the, handler, the handler dies. But, yeah, just doesn't, doesn't care, just puts the squigs back in. Um and pretty much he, Brad was kind of umming and ahhing as to whether he went for Gotrek or not turn one. Because Gotrek hadn't, obviously, he's still too slow to do anything turn one with that setup. So he just was standing kind of in the middle of an objective. And basically, with the wall, because from how many I killed in Battleshock, he had been able to take his unit of squeaks out of within three of Shadow Queen. So he actually mm. wasn't, like, he wasn't actually locked up in combat either. And because I had gone like further to the right to engage both units there was enough room between her base and the wall that he could move the squigs through it without going within three of her and because they can like run and charge oh, okay. under, the, under the moon and yeah. everything he was going to be able to get through and so he was like should i go for it oh i don't know and then yeah he decided to just go for it put the buffs on them um like the sixes do six to hit do mortals and all that um and basically just ran and surrounded Gotrek with sort of probably 14, 15 squigs, I think, were in range, um, but managed <laughs> managed to tail off Grincrack and his loon court so that they were still within three to give them kind of the fight on death and everything. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just left the other unit. I think, did he retreat? I think he might have retreated the other unit. Yeah, no, he did retreat the other unit because he didn't want to stay fighting Shadow Queen, so he just retreated the other unit sort of round her. Um and then kind of because she'd gone for shrine as well, because I was so focused on she's a monster that can smash that shrine. So if I smash it, he can't recycle those units because I was like, OK, I've got to kill that. And then once they're dead, they're dead. They're not coming back. And then this game is like going to be mine because I know that's the problem. Mm -hmm. If you kill any yeah. of the Gitz units, they just come back. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was kind of he used like the troll hero he brought across and then the five boing. Oh no. So he had a marsh crawler slog off and to give the aura plus one to hit. Um, yeah. And he had that guy. And then the five boing grots kind of pretty much body blocking the rest of the shrine. Um, but yes, yeah, so turn one, he got in and he went into go Trek and to the wound killed him with the fight oh, on death. with oh the fight God. on death. <laughs> So he yeah. went in and I th he went in and I think he did like I think he did like four or five wounds from all of his attacks. And then Gotrek um went and obviously smashed a bunch of squigs, but then he obviously just removed those ones and fought on death 
with them and then the fight on deck. I was with how many saves I rolled, I was like, actually, statistically, Gotrek should live through this. And then it got to the fight on death, and I had like five, I had like five three up wards or something to make, and I just rolled five yeah. ones and twos. Oh god! <laughs> and I was like, betrayed. <laughs> <sighs> it wasn't Gotrek's time; they just got eaten by by squigs. <laughs> yeah, because if he hadn't, yeah, like if he hadn't died, then then obviously he still would have been in three. And he would have gone again at the end of combat, but no more squigs could have piled and fought again on death because you can only fight, like, you can only use that fight on death ability once per phase. Yeah. So he wouldn't have been able to do any more damage to me. Gotrek would have cleared himself out and then I would have just been heroic recovering him again and that, like, squig unit would have been gone. But yeah. alas, I rolled. I rolled <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of ones and twos. I did do the math again in my head, like, after the game to just check if I got lucky. And I think with exactly the amount that attacked me and then fought me on death, Gotrek should statistically die. So I think it was fair to Brad. And I think I had just, I had over, like, he'd either under hit and wounded me or I had overpassed my, like, armor saves to be in the position where I only died because I rolled really badly on the ward save. So it, it kind of all came <laughs> back around. But it, at the time, yeah. it felt like, no, yeah, it, felt... <laughs> it was going to be <laughs> feel right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so uh, unfortunately, Gotrek died and the squigs were still alive. And yeah, that was pretty much telling of how the rest of the game was going to go, because at that point, I basically couldn't deal with the squigs. Um, but that being said, I got turn two priority. Shadow Queen was free. And Brad was kind of looking at it and going, okay, I'm going to be outside of three or like with his uh, marsh crawler and the Boingrot when he put them there, he's like, I'm going to be outside of three of the shrines. So if you charge in here, she's not going to be able to smash it to rubble. And I was like, yep, yeah, agree. That's fine. Um, even if like we measured it, like your intent is that the front of them is outside of three, like that's going to be fine. But how he had moved them off to the side, he had a bit of a bigger bubble than he probably needed to and mm. i've done it before from like playing against liam and stuff with shadow queen is her base is actually a lot smaller than you think it is with how big her model is and i was just looking at the table going i'm pretty sure there's a circle behind his unit between the loon mm. shrine and his unit that her base will just fit in and so I didn't want him to redeploy it. And I was like, well, I'm three away anyway. It's round two, so I'm going to automate the charge. So I'm just not going to move. And then I basically was like, I'm trying to kill this bloody marsh crawler Slogoth in shooting as well. Because if I'd killed it in shooting, then it would have been a lot easier anyway, because I'd just charge it. And I was trying to get rid of the, uh, the plus one to hit buff on the squeaks. But anyway, didn't kill it. It was being really annoying and surviving. But then I made... I think I rolled like a nine. So I got like a 10 inch charge. And then at that point I was like, I think, and then that's when I said to Brad, I was like, I'm pretty sure her base is going to fit in this hole. And he was like, oh, so he put the dice around her just to make sure. And I picked her up and I put her down very carefully. I didn't touch a single model and she just slot perfectly into the hole. And I was like, <laughs> chef chef's kiss. It did fit perfectly. Awesome. Um, so I got her in, did the smash to rubble and I, destroyed the shrine so i was like cool shrine is gone if i can somehow try and just like whittle these squigs down and get rid of them then they won't be coming back um but it wasn't to be she just marathi was just gonna take the three damage each turn and 
um and yeah she was she was gonna die um which yeah she kind of did um we were playing on like playing on the clock um for all of my games through the tournament like i play with a clock all the time now um more for me so that actually i can be like i know i can do my movements and do my stuff in in time but it lets me just chill out like if my opponent's taking a long time and wants to think i'm not stressing because i'm like mate it's your time if you want to take 20 minutes you take 20 minutes like it's not on my time so i i'm gonna rush you but then also if i go or oh, i need to think about and plan this turn i'm also comfortable that i can just sit there for 15 minutes my opponent isn't going to be stressing that i'm going to take too long in the game because i'm on my time but i know yeah. i can once i've planned my turn i can i can execute my turn in like five or ten minutes so like i'm not stressing about time either so honestly like playing on a clock has been the best thing for me um because yeah. I'm, I'm i'm not afraid to take 10 minutes if i want and like sometimes i've been standing in the game and like i have to pee really regularly when i drink and so it's so annoying when you're standing there you're <laughs> yeah. standing there really needing the loo but you don't want to go away because you don't want to like take time out of the game from your opponent and so now i'll just be like i'll literally if i need to pee i'll just flip over tap the clock back onto my time and go sorry mate i'm just gonna nip to the loo on my time and i'll just run to the loo and like i don't have to worry about it because i'm only using my time and my opponent can't stress about it. it gives them time to think rather than thinking like oh he's eating into game time i'm like yeah I'm yeah, just eating yeah. Into, into my time though and so i've yeah. just found it i've just found it's making my games a lot more enjoyable all round in all honesty um yeah but yeah, Brad That's sort good. of said like, That's oh, he hadn't, he hadn't like played sort of many tournament games on the clock before, but he was happy to to do it. And um, that was all fine. But then I think with his army, obviously lots of models to move with the squigs and piling in death and bringing them back, he was starting to push for time a bit. Um, so he dropped a couple of battle tactics through this game, just through silly things. Um, so like Moonlight Raid, I think was his second turn. And that's basically have... I think everything or pick a unit to control an objective or something and they have to be under the light of the moon and so that was still his like his quarter and then he just ran these squigs up and i think something just in his brain he just he literally moved like three or four of them a little bit past the halfway line so that they mm, weren't going to yeah. be in his his territory and then he kind of moved on and then i think towards the end of the combat phase he was like oh i've moved them too far haven't i they're not in my and he realized he kind of messed up his tactic um and then in turn four, he tried to do Intimidate the Invaders. And I found this against armies like Corn and sometimes Bone Reapers and stuff like that, where they have a lot of like support heroes and little units at the back that they then pick Intimidate thinking like, oh, yeah, I'll get all these units out of my territory kind of thing. And then they're mm. relying on runs and actually they can't get enough units out of their territory. Yeah. Because yeah. He, he, he picked that and then just had too many little heroes and units still still in his territory that couldn't get out so he failed that one um so i'm like okay he he scored one two more every single turn for the whole game like he was going to um i managed to get it for turn one turn two turn three and i was in a position where top of three literally all i had left was i think a unit of shadow stalkers and my iron scale like top left of the board and that was it so Gotrek was gone, my snakes were gone, Marathi's gone, mm. but I've still got I've still got Jeez. my two units of I've still got my two units of harpies in the sky. Yeah. And basically from there, I still managed to get my turn three, turn four, and turn five battle tactics 
And then I also on turn three managed to get one, two more with those harpies. And I was, so I was standing in position to be like, if I win turn four prior, I immediately auto score one, two more again and go and get yeah. my battle tactic. So I was like, okay, come on. If I just get this prior, it's another auto one, two more, but yeah. lost the prior. And then at that point, obviously the squigs yes. come in. <laughs> The squigs mm -hmm. come in and kill all the other stuff that's going to give me my objective staying power. Um, yeah. But I still had enough. I still had my two units with the harpies and the, like the teleport and the shadow stalkers to get into his territory turn four for um, intimidate. And then turn five, again, I still had like harpies left that were basically I'm just doing intimidate the invaders. So still managed to pick up my tactics, but I scored no objective points for the last two rounds of the game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Whereas, whereas Brad was getting one, two more for the whole game. Um, yeah. But he dropped, he dropped those two tactics. Um, in his like hero phase, essentially for the fifth turn, um, he, he selected, like he had a minute, I think on the clock and he was like, uh, okay, I'm going to do surround and destroy. <clears throat> and then I'm like, yeah, cool. Like he's, he was in a position where he was going to be able to do it pretty much just with the movement of where three things were. And he was like, yeah, I'll do surround and destroy. I'll pick this unit, this unit, this unit. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, all right, hero phase. Um, and then he's like going to start casting spells and doing stuff. And I said, Brad, stop. You're going to run out of time. Just skip. skip. This doesn't matter. Just skip, go to the movement phase, move those three units to where they need to be. And then just yeah. end your turn. Like you're going to drop a tactic if you try and cast spells right now. Um, yeah, yeah. and he was like yeah okay and he just went fast 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 move 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 okay and then the clock ran out so then yeah. at that point like he, he can't move models he can basically just make save rolls and and take models but there was nothing in my fifth turn that i could do to try and kind of take an objective because i was like can i just get one point for an objective with these harpies if i can kill these couple of goblins or whatever just because they're scrabbling for every point um then um but no couldn't so um in the end, the final score, he got his grand strat because it was obviously the the trog. Marathi on, I think, my third turn did have a a go. Oh, I think she charged, when she charged the Loon Shrine, I think she was in range to have a go at the, the trog. And yep. she did actually roll pretty hot and he failed a few armor saves. Um, so at one point it was looking a little dicey, but she wasn't able to kill him. Um, and then from there, as soon as she was gone, because Gotrek was already dead, there was no way I was ever killing his his trog. Um, so I got all my tactics. I got my grand strat. Um, he got his grand strat and three tactics. Um, but he had one, two more for the whole game. So it was sort of, he was six points ahead from the six points on objectives I dropped in rounds four and five, um, mm -hmm. but four points behind on tactics. So it ended up being a 24, 22 win to Brad, um, yeah. which oh, with, nice. with the tactics, <laughs> it wasn't quite enough for me to pull back and flip it around or make it a draw um so i think yeah because i think that it goes to a nine five so he was four points he was four points ahead which i claw back two of them because of his failed battle tactics so it ended up being a two-point margin actual game and under the pack so yeah, yeah. Took, took i also took a loss round three um but it was super close and brad was a great guy it was a really good game um and like I learned a lot. I think Liam kind of watched it and he was he said to me afterwards, he's like, Yeah, when you charged the squigs turn one, that was a mistake. You should have just moved her, sat away so she didn't take three wounds in your turn, and also so that he couldn't walk through that gap. And if I'd done that, honestly, 
I think that pretty much would have been a completely different game because Gotrek's then free to just move up and get into the squigs. And if Gotrek yeah. can get on to, get onto the edge of the squigs instead of being surrounded, he just doesn't die. And then the squigs couldn't have moved across the board like they did. Um, but yeah, uh, Brad definitely did the right thing, seeing the opportunity to go after Gotrek and and get himself into the middle of the board with with those devastating units of squigs because they are brutal. They're horrendous, yeah. They are. (laughs) Just the, yeah, I still haven't learned what the right approach is. I think you have to fully focus fire on them and kill them. Like, there's no... So just try and wipe them out. It's like um, skeletons or... Even then, it's it's 72 72 wounds, though. Like, as much as I thought with Shadow Queen, I'll go in and and destroy them. Like, if you're only killing six or seven, they can afford to just cop the Battle Shock. They don't even need the Indomitable Triumph, like... Yeah, yeah, it's pretty me- it's pretty mental. If those handlers roll hot and then suddenly they're just like, oh, here's 10 to 12 squigs back, you're like, well, that's 20 more yeah. wounds that have just gone into the unit. Like, yeah. And the output is crazy as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've been on the receiving end of um, of the squigs, um, especially playing playing with um, Jesse Perkins. He loves his squigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, but no, it was, it was a great game and... Um, yeah, well done, Brad. And yeah, it was it was great to get to play him. And um, yeah, took a took a loss, but again, it was a very small loss, so that was not too bad. It didn't sh- knock me sort of right down, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was like well, that's kind of like how I was feeling it similar. Like at the end of end of game, like sorry, day one. I'm like yeah, I'm on two and one. Like I can still at least go for a three and three and two, or even a four and one. I was like at this stage, just feeling sort of confident enough for. A, uh, to do to do better than like what I had in recent events. So, um, <clears throat> but then that kind of went into I guess we've got the the Saturday night shenanigans. So um, yeah. yeah, we kind of we rolled into dinner um, and then we did the like Liam's like trivia. It wasn't really a trivia; it was more like a like a, a survey, like Family Feud blood, of Age of Sigma. Blood fortune. Blood fortune. Yeah. So he yeah. Uh, Liam actually put a lot of work into it. He'd um gone out to the community in the lead up to the event to for people to answer like this I think it was like 50 odd questions or something like that um uh, to create a, like a, a full on like a full survey for the for the um the the blood feud so um yeah so everyone got got into their teams and um yeah we cracked on and it was actually I loved it it was heaps of fun and um yeah, it was you good. And I, yeah we, you and I are in a team and um yeah there was everyone's in their little tribes and it was just a lot of fun yes, a lot so of heckling uh, Brad was on, was, yeah. So we invited Brad on the team because I think he was there on his own rather than like with a group. So I was like, join our team. Um, so yeah, he was there and um, yeah, loads of heckling as always that we get from trivia and stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. So it's all kind entire... of things like what's the I don't know like which character. So it's like who has the best ass in the mortal realms and like oh yeah yeah. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> I just remember that and you just turned around, and looked at everyone, and went Scarbrand. <laughs> yeah that's the obvious question the obvious answer for me <laughs> but um yeah it was i think pretty um funny, was so. it um sigvold won that one i think in the end yeah it's well, like it wasn't based on like hanging out yeah and it, like it wasn't actually like the answers weren't based on like necessarily correct answers it was just the most surveyed answers like it was yeah. pretty funny it was good so it's real yeah, right so, yeah yeah like who would you least trust to like babysit and and stuff like that and yeah <laughs> um, yeah and who has who's, what, like who's, who's got the biggest what, daddy issues well like which which um yeah 
Which main character has the biggest daddy issues? <laughs> um, yeah, so no, it was it was good fun. It was yeah, as you say, he'd surveyed like a, a decent amount of kind of the Australian community, and and yeah, so you sort of we went through, and there was probably twenty odd, twenty or thirty questions, and then um, you got as many points as people had came up with that response. So sort of there was a lot of points because some of them were like. 19 people said this and you if you got yeah. it right you get 19 points kind of thing um yeah but yeah no it was funny just having the argument i remember like one of them was like who is the best like who are the best cooks or something in the mortal realms and um my, yeah. i think it was mike on our team was trying to be like ogres or someone someone on our team was going ogres we're like no like yeah they Fuck eat off. a lot but it's not good cook like it's just raw meat we're like no nah, yeah. i can't be that yeah. and then i think that was the top answer and i'm like how the they're top not- answer, yeah. i'm like they're not good cooks <laughs> like <ugh. laughs> yeah no no thanks so then, <laughs> but yeah no that was that was good fun and uh we won, our team we won en- ended up winning that didn't we yeah, we won. We got some nice little certificates. Um, Liam had made certificates for the winner of that um, part of the evening, so it was cool. It's yeah. really good. Enjoyed it. It's um, just a different spin on the usual trivia, like, and um, a good social hang for the the Saturday night. But um, yeah, like I um, we sort of there was a couple of drinks afterwards, but um, Dan Dan Brewer came up um, to say hello. Um, I was crashing on his couch that night. Um, this week, this, that, the whole weekend for me personally, I, I, I decided not to go all out on Airbnbs and everything. I actually drove up from Goulburn on the Saturday morning and crashed on Dan's couch Saturday night and went home, you know, obviously Sunday night to go back to work on Monday. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, Dan came and um, hung out for a bit and then um, I was just exhausted. So um, we're back to Dan's and just crashed there. And, yeah, that was kind of the end of my, my Saturday night. It was good. Yeah, didn't, we didn't have didn't get too... didn't get rip rip roaring, you know didn't get um didn't get hangover the next day. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah feel good. Yeah, we feel were good. there till <laughs> I think we were there till sort of eleven thirty ish, and then um yeah, I was staying at Liam's, so yeah, similar to you, like I flew down on the Friday night, um and then yeah, stayed at Liam's place, and then um he lost like he lost his voice pretty much like in the morning on the first oh, day that's right yeah um, Liam, yeah he, lost his voice um and so he was like i'm done um so we just went back to his and then yeah sort of got a decent sleep and yeah came back in the morning and, and everything so yeah, yeah equally i had had a fair few drinks through the afternoon like i was on the hard solos and that is just so easy to drink because it just just tastes like <laughs> you're drinking lemonade like or so, like solo there's no doesn't taste like there's any alcohol in there but um yeah. yeah, it didn't didn't leave me too sort of muddy. So, uh, yeah, that was good. But, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a good good first day. Um, so we're both we're both on two one after the first day, and I think we had pretty similar points. I think in the standings we were like one or two. We points necking, yeah, we were thinking maybe away, we might actually away from each other. And we were like we might we might play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, I was kind of half, half expecting for us to play, but um. Yeah, we didn't. Um, we alas did not get drawn up in the end. <laughs> um, we did not. But uh, who did you draw on Sunday morning? So um, I drew with. I drew up with. Um, oh God, I've got it right here. Tully Mansfield. So oh, yeah, yeah Tully's a yeah. yeah played Tully. Uh, so he had Legion of Night as well. So it's inevitable to to get through. Um, you can't get through. A Sigma event at the moment without playing at least two or three death armies. Um, 
So being a Death Army player myself, I was just like, yep, I get what I what goes around comes around. So, um, but yeah, like drop, drop the trolley. So he had Legion of Knights, Spellcasting Savant as well, same as me. Um, and so he had his Vampire Lord General with Shaman of the Childlands and the Claw, uh, Spirit Gal for the spell. He had a Vampire Lord Zombie Dragon, uh, the Flaming Weapon, tasty combo there. Um, he has he had a Necromancer with Waste Away. Um, his battle line was Direwolves, Zombies, and six Felbats. He had a Terrorgeist. Uh, then he had five Blood Knights and 20 Grave Guards. So pretty well-rounded list um, for a Death Army, like a bit of everything there. Um, had the, you know, the bodies, the movement, um, monsters. Um, yeah, so that was good. Um, and beautifully painted as well. So shout out to Tully. He actually took home the um, the best painted Judge's Choice uh, trophy for the weekend. So he was uh, super proud of that and well-deserved because it is beautifully painted army. So it was a pleasure um, seeing it on the table. Um, cool. So battle plan. Let's have a look. It was battle plan every was every forward. step forward is forward. So what does that one do again? There's nothing too special in that one. It's the one where where you charge. Um, you are oh, the charge. You get the charging unit count as an additional model, and if you right. retreat, yep. you can't contest objectives. Yeah, yeah. I think um for this game, turn. neither of us um neither of us did any retreating. So. <laughs> and we all we did was charge, so um, yeah, it was good. But um, yeah, so this game, unfortunately, we only got like through two turns for this for our game. Um, I think it's just the casualty of having the, the many bodies on the board, um, especially on Tully's army. Lots of yeah, the grave guard, the, the zombies, the wolves, like just everything. It just um, I don't know where the time went, but um, you know, we're well into the game. Um, you know, Tully's first turn took ages, like it just took forever. Um, and, you know, just a bit of like umming and ahhing and stuff like that, decision-making. Um, and then it's swung back to me and I did my best to try and play as quickly as I could. Um, but yeah, like the game finished at the end of turn two, um, like by that stage, he'd won 13 to nine, but I don't really feel like it wasn't a game, like in that yeah, respect. Yeah, like, two is, yeah, two. It wasn't, yeah. I like I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to, I don't know. I just kind of like just reflecting on what you were saying about the chess clocks. Like I think this would have been a situation where that was really needed. Um, yeah, I was just kind of, I had a, bit, a little bit of feel, like like feel bad in myself just because I didn't really, we didn't get to finish yep. the game. Like, and it was yep. two turns. It didn't, it wasn't a, it's not, wasn't a real result for the battle. Yep. Um and so it's disappointing. Um, and if Tully, if you're listening, I hope you don't feel bad or anything. It's just the nature of, like, I think just the many bodies. And I remember Tully was saying also, like, he's this is his last hurrah with Soulblight. Um, I think he's going back to his feck. Um, but yeah, like, I just, yeah, I just was a bit meh after the game. Um, I enjoyed Tully's yeah. company. Um, great guy to play with. But yeah, it just took ages for him to get yeah. through his his turns and thinking about where he was going to put his models and who he's going to bring stuff back and he did the whole thing where he deployed a lot of his stuff in the graves and then so it was like you have this double deployment um, yeah, with yeah. um with the death armies if you go that route when you put a lot of stuff in the grave yeah. um it's just sort of it's just like going through two deployment phases um yeah and just it just took ages um yeah that's just that's and if it. you're that's, if you're playing if you're playing one of those high bad. body count, yeah. If yeah. you're playing one of those high high body count soul blight armies, anyway, you have to yeah. be a like you have to be a fast player anyway. It's because yeah. of all of the recursion mechanics and stuff like that. So you 
yeah, you, yeah. You, you can't do that kind of list and not be fast. And I think that's yeah. where, honestly, yeah, clocks clocks are great because yeah. even for the person, like the person playing the army as well, you kind of, I think sometimes it's good for them to see, like if you're on a clock and then you actually go, holy shit, I've just used 40 minutes and it's my, mm. and it's my first hero phase. Like you can't see that and be like, oh no, like me and my opponent are sharing the time equally. It's like, no, <laughs> you've yeah. just spent 40 yeah. minutes on a hero phase. Like, um, and no one, like, like you say, like two turns, isn't really a game. Like two turns in certain games can be no models have even fought each other. It could just be positioning up, getting battle tactics and kind of getting ready for the fight in three, four, five. So yeah, like yeah. I'm not surprised that you said that it, you just felt a little bit meh after the game because you haven't had a mm. game you've played you've played for two hours 45 but you haven't had a game you've had yeah the open, had you've had the opening yeah. of a game like yeah yeah like it, it just sort of felt yeah i just felt yeah i just didn't feel good afterwards um but like and like if tully's listening like it's no it's nothing it's not personal like i don't dislike tully i don't like i don't think he intended or tried to play slowly it's just the yeah. way that game went and the amount of bodies and death is a you know is a grindy army especially when it's death versus death yeah. um and it's one of the main reasons why i didn't bring like heaps of um infantry this this tournament because i just got i'm just sick of playing that game of age of sigma where you just move around yeah. heaps of models and taking up heaps of time <laughs> so i've done it myself like i'm completely like I've, I'm sure there's like lots of people who've played me have felt the same because like we've only got through two, three turns, um, you know, and it's, it's just not fair. And I kind of wanted to change that for myself, but I kind of guess I copped it myself <laughs> this, yeah, at this tournament. Yeah. Um, like I, like I can think I can count on like maybe not even a handful of times, but over the years I've, I know I've only had two, two play, two turn games. And they've always been those games where it's like either death versus death or death versus yep. like Nurgle or something like where, they, or yep. just like a, a grindy, grindy armies and grindy games just aren't satisfying in a tournament. Um, and you don't finish them. You just don't finish the games <laughs> in the time allocated. So it's a different game. It's more, I guess, casual. And I did say, like to tell you, it's like, I wish we just could have had a, like just a casual situation where we could actually play through this game. Cause I'm really enjoying playing, playing the game with you. But I just wish we could have, we could have had, a different circumstance where we could have actually finished this, you know. Yeah. Um just yeah. Been so kind of kind of sucky, kind of sucked really. <laughs> just sucked. Yeah. Um so yeah. Oh, anyway, that was great. my yeah, that was my turn. That was my game um four. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, well yeah, that's a shame. Um but yeah, I think good to good to talk about anyway and yeah, like the fact yeah. that you said yourself that you've you've been there yourself and so you consciously made the decision of you don't want to give yourself the experience of having to rush so that you can play your turn in time. So you've decided to just play a different style of army with less models. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's a fair, I think it's a valid thing to, to feel and everything. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I got paired against Jared Baker. So we'd been, uh, we'd been having a bit of a, a laugh because he was like oh i don't want to play you kind of thing or he was saying it anyway because of shadow queen and gotrek um <laughs> yeah. he was playing and he, he knows that he knows that army very well too <laughs> yeah he's he does know doc very well um but he was playing deepkin this time um because we had played at sydney gt and i had actually smashed Ser his seraphon with with doc and so this time it was kind of flipped around he was playing doc with sort of three or four sharks i think three individual sharks um a turtle, a king, six Morsar, uh, 20 Reavers, 
and a soul render in Morphan um, to sort of bring D3 plus three of the Reavers back. Um, and yeah, we kind of, uh, it was every step is forward. Um, not gonna lie, I knew he was a one drop and that I'm a two. Completely forgot that that means I don't get choice of who goes first. Did did mm -hmm. my deploy did my deployment thinking yeah yeah okay I, I think I think this is how to deploy and then I go first and I just try and do this and then I was sitting there thinking and then he's like go I I was like the timer was on me and he flicks it over he he clicked it onto himself and I was like what are you doing like it's on me and he's like yeah no I'm just and he's like yeah I'm just it, I'm thinking about who goes first and I was like. Uh, Oh yeah, you get choice of turn, don't you? Not me. Um, <laughs> so fortunately, I hadn't out loud said what I wanted to do, but um, Jared went. <laughs> Jared kind of went. Nah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna take it, and I was yeah. like, Yeah, okay, fair. Um, Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those things. Oh, he had an idle on as well that kind of came down the side. Um, but yeah, he sort of he took the turn and he moved up um, and he straight away he knew like what to target with the shooting um i think i should have probably measured a bit clearer with my shadow stalkers because i tried to just hide them because i was like don't i don't want him to kill them early on because i need them for the teleports and stuff late game but he's got so much 24 inch range shooting with like 14 inch movement um that he was able to one shark that he deployed along the because that deployment's that really weird thing where you've got like a three inch strip on like the bottom and the top in the deployment zones and then kind of a half mm. of the board but he he basically put one shark in the three inch strip and i didn't put anything up on those two top objectives i just went now nah, i'm gonna just focus on these two and sort of my aim was run go trek kind of up the middle so that he can kind of be in a triangle for the other three and pretty much just ignore the top one but all jared had to do was put like a shark up there and he was going to have that kind of for the game. I thought if he left it alone, I could always just teleport and go grab it later. Um, but he moved his shark up to the side of the board edge for the like 14 inch move for a surround and destroy turn one. And that put him like just within like half an inch range to also be able to shoot the shadow stalkers. So he did a fair bit of shooting into the shadow stalkers and I think killed like five or six of them. Not completely dead, but I was like, if they take another round of shooting, they're dead um so yeah and then turtle did what turtle does put three wounds mm -hmm. onto marathi easily yep. from shooting yep. um and then yeah, he kind of moved he ran his idol on down the other board edge sort of off to my left hand side um and then yeah had the reavers kind of bunkered up with the turtle behind and the the king and the eels were way way back in his deployment so they were going to kind of be out of my threat range um and be his sort of second wave and yeah he was kind of bunkered down by the turtle and and some of his boats and stuff um yeah obviously scored his battle tactic one two more um and then i went um and i got my magical dominance off and just went well ugh, there's no point there's no point not throwing shadow queen in because she's just going to get shot every turn and take the three wounds and then just be dead um and so yeah i kind of just went i'm gonna go in for the reavers just moved her up because he'd moved the reavers forward so i moved her up so that she was like three inches away and i also just moved little marathi up as well and i think i did the heroic action for the two extra attacks on her as well because she can actually get pretty fighty with the um the daughters of cain um heroic action to get two extra attacks and stuff and i was like 
I may as well use both of their damage output because they can only take three anyway, and Shadow Queen's gonna take it, sort of thing. So yeah, um yeah. anyway, went in went into the Reavers um because where I didn't shoot them because I didn't want to make my charge harder, and also where Jared had deployed, I was like, he's not wholly within six of a boat, so he doesn't have his five up ward. Um, and I said like, oh, because I was like, I think I'm going to go for you because you haven't got your ward. And he was like, yeah, I do like holy within six. And I was like, yeah, but these ones here aren't. And he's like, yeah, but they're holy within six of this boat. And I'm like, you can't use multiple boats though to spread the ward, which he didn't realize. He just thought as long as the whole unit yeah. was holy within six of boats. Of a, of a boat, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, no, they're two separate boats. You have to be holy within six of one boat. You can't use multiple. So yeah, he was sort of like, I did not know that. So I was like, yeah, sorry. Like that's, yeah, I, we can't, like, we can't change it. And that's kind of my turn. Like that's a thing. And he was like, oh no, no, it's fine. Like I'm not going to try and I don't want to change it or turn it back. But I'm like, I just, he hadn't realized that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But I was like, look, I'm going to go in. I'm not going to shoot. Cause obviously the first two models that would have been removed would have been <laughs> the two that were stopping him getting his ward safe. Um, <laughs> so I just charged in, um, I was going to try and charge in like my two of my bow snakes because he was also just focusing the turtle and the other shark shooting on the two fives of bow snakes just to literally kill off my bodies and stuff. Um, so I only had already like two in one unit left. I was going to try and charge them into the Reavers to just absorb the Unleash Hell because if I do that, then Shadow Queen potentially doesn't take the three wounds that turn, but they needed like an eight inch charge, I think, from where they were and they didn't make it. Um, but Shadow Queen got in, obviously took the three wounds from the Unleash Hell, um, and then Marathi made a big charge. She got like a 12. So she went up um, along the side so that she was like four inches away from his Soul Render, who was sort of tucked in behind the back of the unit. And then I basically went in the Shadow Queen and went for Catechism, um, which I said before, the exploding sixes is obviously statistically better than getting a plus one to mm. hit. Um, yep. And I, I rolled real hot. I did underestimate because I don't play it that I haven't played with like a turtle and stuff like that for a while. Um, because it's only recently the points drops, I think, have made it more viable again. But I kind of forgot that I'm going in turn one. He's got cover and he's got the turtle buff. So he's already like plus two to save. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so he's he's ignoring my rend. Um, and then I didn't have mind razor off. So he's he's basically still saving on a five. Um, but he rolled pretty bad on his saves. Um, and then I think I got an exploding tail as well. Um, oh, so her yeah. big six damage tail exploded and went through. So I think I'd already done like, I think I'd already done like 18 or something. And then the tail went through and I was like, that's another 12. So completely, yeah, completely took off the, um, took off the Reavers, which was good. And then Marathi was able to pile in and she rolled super hot and she just killed the soul render. He like failed all of his five up wards. It just failed his armor save, failed his five up wards, and she just killed him too. And I was like, ah, okay, well that went well. Um, <laughs> so at least at least they were kind of dead. Um, but yeah, so turn one, we both sort of got our tactics, um, both got one, two more, uh, and then Jared got prio, um, which I was like, okay, yep, um, in comes some more shooting, and in come the eels and everything like that. Um, and the idol on to basically clear off the other five snakes. Um, and then sort of he was in, I'd move Gotrek slightly too far. I was trying to use Gotrek to block the idol on being able to get into the snakes without engaging Gotrek. Um, but he was able to get him in a, a position where he could. Um, 
so yeah, he charged in, killed off the other unit of snakes without sort of tagging in Gotrek, um, shot Marathi again, did the three wounds, killed the unit of Shadow Stalkers. Um, so sort of I'm like losing stuff pretty quick. I think shot my general, so she was gone. Um, so I really pretty much at that point was playing with Gotrek and Marathi. I think I, I think basically the rest I think the rest of my army's already dead at the top of two. Yeah. Um yeah. and then yeah, he did his tactic. Um he went for intimidate um because yeah, he just pushed everything out. Um and then he charged in the six Morsar into Shadow Queen, but also um which I was like he didn't need to do because he'd already done the three wounds to her with the shooting from the turtle. So I was a bit like I don't I don't really know why you charge me because you can't actually do any more damage to me and I'm just going to kill you now in your turn. Um, but he was like, oh, yeah, but I wanted to try and kind of tag you up and make sure that you're there sort of thing. Um, but anyway, Shadow Queen sort of turned around, I think, and killed four of them. Um, and then, which normally, I guess, would hold them up. Um, mm. But obviously, I've got the ability to fight in the hero phase. So then when it kind of was my turn, I fought in the hero phase and killed the other two. So I wasn't going to be tied up. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much my turn to uh, Gotrek came down. Uh, Gotrek went into the Eidolon and I <laughs> rolled, uh, I think I rolled two sixes on my original hit roll. And then I went, I'm just going to re-roll everything else and ended yep. up with five sixes out of six hit rolls. So... <gasps> oh. I did. Uh, so I rolled my five d six, and I did fifteen mortal wounds in addition, and then did oh, my damage. God. And I think I think he failed three of the saves. So I was like, well, that's nine nine damage and fifteen mortal wounds. So it was just like, just with the first activation, I was like, bye. I just killed the uh, <laughs> killed the idol on. Wow. Go go go, trick. So go trick had a good a good womp. Um, which Angry little dwarf. But um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So Shadow Queen. Um. I was trying to think what I did. I, yeah, I teleported out because I think I hero phase killed the, um, yeah, I hero phase killed the eels and I looked at it and I did a teleport, um, to try and get into the turtle. Cause he'd moved the turtle away from me. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I can teleport and then go for an eight inch charge. Cause I was like, actually, like, I know the odds are pretty low, but I've got the chance here. And then I was going to do it. And then I kind of went, oh, wait, I'm forgetting. It can unleash hell <laughs> and it's got uh, like h because i was like i might actually just be able to kill it but i didn't want to take the damage i selected um tide of blaze which is have two units holier than enemy territory so i'd moved up and been in a position where no matter what if marathi and shadow queen did die i'd put gotrek and this other thing in enemy territory so i was like i can't i won't fail my tactic if she dies in combat but i was like oh no, she'll just die to the Unleashed Hell and won't do anything to the turtle. And Jared was like sitting there quietly, like going, like he's, he was, I realized, and he was like, oh, I was really hoping you were going to charge me and I was just going to unleash hell. And I was like, yeah, I kind of had <laughs> forgotten, but um, didn't quite. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then picked up one, two, but not more. Um, because at that point, like he's holding the top two and I'm just, I'm not getting to them. Um, but I had sort of taken back the bottom two. Uh, and then Jared got turned, Jared got prior again um, and got one, two more. Um, and he did deny trespassers because this was the thing with where Marathi and Shadow Queen were. They were sitting next to his boat and I knew they were going to die. Literally, as soon as I'd moved them there, I was like, I've just given him his 
turn three tactic. I knew he was going to get it anyway because his tactic otherwise in turn three is just high tide, which is just kill two enemy units. And because Marathi and Shadow Queen are going to die at the same time, but count as two units, I was like, no matter what happens, he's either going to do high tide or he's going to do deny trespassers and he's going to yeah, kill those yeah. two. So yeah. they both die. And I'm like, yep, yeah, that's your tactic. They're both gone. And I literally have go trek on the board like <laughs> top of top of three i've just got go trek left wow um, oh, God. <laughs> oh no sorry i did still have my general i did still have my general at that point um because that's harpies in the sky still n they're still in the sky they they yeah, come down yeah. turn three but um yeah yes yeah, so i had yeah. i had go trek and i had nine scale and that was it um yeah. and then yeah jared's kind of got his he's got his turtle he's got uh the king and he's got his three sharks still just bopping around. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of, he goes for, he gets his battle tactic, gets one, two more. And then my turn, turn three, I drop my harpies and I do their, ta and I do their shoot and move. And I, that's my battle tactics. Like I know I'm getting it. Um, yeah, that's such I was, I was thinking ahead for where I had moved Gotrek. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do intimidate my next turn because I drop my harpies in the corner thinking I do top board edge, right hand board edge, and then go trek. I'm like, does my back or the left? And then I realized I've moved go trek up too far. He isn't going to be able to make it to the board edge. So I was like, oh, I won't be able to do intimidate. Um, but then I thought, oh, actually, it doesn't matter because there's a different tactic I can do or whatever, which was going to be the have units in his territory or something. Um, so I was going to do um the harpies I, I didn't need to put the harpies off in the corner basically i needed one of them somewhere else mm. and then i kind of there was a bit too much going on and i basically messed up and i put the two units of harpies in the corner and only took one of the top two objectives and i could have taken both and i meant to take both um so then i just i scored my battle tactic but i only got control one and two instead of control one two more Ah, uh, yeah, okay. And like as, as soon as, like, we'd already moved past it and I was like, oh, I didn't mean for those harpies to be there. They were supposed to be slightly further over on the other objective, so I got one, two more. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it, okay, fine. Um, and then <laughs> Jared got Jared got pro again, so he got all the pros, um, got one, two more, obviously killed the harpies with the king. Mm. The two units of harpies are just dead to the king. So now, and he killed my... Uh, he killed my general with one of the sharks. Yeah, uh, I think in in the earlier turn. So he's got a shark on a shark on my bottom left, a shark on the middle one. He's already got the top two, and all I have is Gotrek. Like literally, I'm now just playing, <laughs> I'm I'm now just playing the game with Gotrek. But his army can't kill Gotrek. Like I know his army can't kill Gotrek um, yeah. because he reduces all the damage down to one, etc. So I'm like. That's good because I know my turn five battle tactic is guaranteed because it's intimidate. So as long as Gotrek is not in my territory, which I'm just You're not fine. gonna make him, yeah. I've got I'm gonna get my battle tactic. So it was just okay, can I get my turn four tactic? And this was the first and only game where I was actually in a position where I had to go, okay, I need to stop and look through the battle tactics because normally mm. normally I just do my have two two enemies, two units in enemy territory kind of thing. Yep. Um, but I'd already obviously had to do that one earlier um, because I hadn't done my Intimidate. Um, so I was like, okay, what can I do? And then Jared helpfully said, well, you've got Reprisal, which is the killer unit that's killed your general because the shark that had sh 
come in and killed my general the turn before had moved over and was on the objective closest to Gotrek. There you go. So, so I was like, actually, yeah, he's in a position where, because I, I could move up as well. And because the sharks can't issue commands to themselves and he didn't have the turtle in range, he wasn't going to be able to redeploy away from me either. So Gotrek was like 11 inches away from him. So I was like, okay, well I can move four. I basically, I have to just hit a seven inch rerollable charge because obviously that's where my CP is going to go for the turn. Um, and then he would have been obviously not too far out to then run forward into his territory for my turn five. So yeah, was like, yep, that's the play. Do that. Make the charge straight away. I think I rolled a nine on the first roll of the dice. So I was like, cool. Go, go Trek wants some sushi for dinner. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Min yeah. Minces the shark. Um, shark fin soup. Yeah. Minces the shark. Gets me my battle Ooh. tactic. Um, and obviously that lets me also pick up a point for then controlling that objective. Yep. Um, and then turn five. Um, so this was the only thing as well that I know very well from playing Deepkin is they struggle in the battle tactic game towards the end of the game. And this is exactly what happened to Jared. Like if they use their surround and destroy and their intimidate early, they're done. Um, and because, mm. which he had done. Um, and because I had killed the hero with the arcane tome, with Marathi in the first turn, he didn't have magical dominance available either. So yeah, okay. yep. he literally was like, I can't, I've got no battle tactics. I can't do a battle tactic in turn four or turn five. So he dropped both battle tactics, turn four, turn five. There was literally nothing he was going to be able to do. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> At least I know I'm clawing back some of the points here. Yeah. Um, but his grand strat was the Dominion of the Deep, which is just basically, uh, he just had to kill Shadow Queen to get it. Because even if I kill his Leviadon, he doesn't, like, he actually doesn't have to be alive. You only, the condition is that the only monsters on the battlefield are Leviadons. So all he had to do was kill Shadow oh. Queen. So I was like, I, I went into this game knowing he was going to get his Grand Strat as well. So I was like, cool, I have to, like, I'm going to get mine, but I'm not going to be able to stop his. Um, but yeah, uh, so my turn five, again, I'm on one. I got one point, go trek round forward. I got my battle tactic. So that was it. Um, and so if anyone's playing along at home, that means that Jared was up five points from controlling objectives and I was up four points from battle tactics. So Ooh. I lost the game by one point under normal scoring. That turn, I didn't put the harpies in the right place. Yeah. was uh, the difference between it being a draw in the normal scoring <clears throat> result and a one yep. point loss but because it was only a one point loss and not a two point loss like it had been in the previous game against brad the mm. differential was only an eight six instead of a nine five so then the two battle tactic points that jared dropped brought me back up so that we then drew 15 15 so it was an actual dead draw under the pack oh, but wow. if it yep. had been if it had been a 23 23 game result obviously it would have been a draw, but then I would have got a minor win from scoring more battle tactics, and then yeah. I would have got the boost of battle tactics. So I think I had not counted it in my head right originally when I was talking about it, because I was like, oh, this is just what happened against Brad. You're going to win by like one point or whatever. And so I think we were packing up, and Jared was like going, he was obviously happy. He's like, yeah, I won. And I was like, oh, damn it, man. Like, come on. I thought I'd done enough with making you drop the two battle tactics. So I was a bit <laughs> like, oh, I, it would have just been nice to have like, I, I was like, I honestly would have just been happy with a draw. And then I put in the scores and then we went through it and I went, so, oh, oh, here's a draw. No, 
it is a draw. It's not. And Jared <laughs> was like, what? And then we went back through it and I was like, oh, because you only won by one and not by two. This cut, and then Jared was like, "Oh, what this? This is shit, man!" It's like, why does why do battle tactics count for more than like me standing on objectives better? And oh, yeah, it was funny. So I was like, "Come on, man, it's a draw. We should both be happy." Like, but I think because Jared felt like the loss had just been taken away, the win had just been taken away. I think he was yeah. not yeah. happy with it, and I was I was ecstatic with the draw. So it was quite funny in the end how it worked <laughs> out. But um, yeah. That was a great game and yeah like jared's always like a, a pleasure to play like super tight with his movement and what he's doing and he knew exactly the right kind of things to target and and stuff like that so um yeah i think there was probably at liam said like i don't know why he's sending the shark in to like kill my general because that was the other thing he said is obviously all of my units for my grand strat have to fight or die and liam was like he should have just left your general alone and just stayed away from her and not killed her and I was like, yeah. yeah, but I think I think he was trying to do the one, two more every turn as well. Um, so I don't know. He probably was right because he probably could have left her alone. And obviously me failing my grand strat. Like I, w I said, like if he had, I would have just gone for a teleport with an eight inch rollable charge to just try and get her in. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a great game. Um, and yeah, I was like kicking myself for not putting that other unit of harpies on his objective. Um but yeah, it was it was a good game, and I was I was happy with the draw. So, oh, well done, <laughs> super close. Yeah, all and so yeah, like all of my games pretty much had been very very close. Um, other than yeah, the game with Rod was a bit bigger, but even then, it wasn't like a crazy margin of victory. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really good. It was, it's I'd had a I'd had four really good games so far. So yeah um yeah awesome. how about you game five james did you hopefully have a, a more fun experience to finish the event yeah i did I, I had had a great last game um i drew up against uh chris hallett so a western warrior oh, yeah. so he yeah so um been around for ages another one of those faces known um around the traps for for, the, for over the years and yeah never played a game so it was good to um, be drawn up against him um again it was uh legion of night so um yeah, another another mirror match. Um, so he took um, Lust for Domination, which is the control grave sites. Yep. Um, and he had uh, Manfred, a necromancer, vampire lord as the general with the bait. Um, so the bait is the command. Sorry, the command trait where um, like turn run. I think it's no, no, actually no. It's like plus right. one to their wards and yeah, plus yeah, one plus one, plus one to ward and to save. Yeah. So for all these um, summonable stuff. Uh, which I learned is incredibly um, it's powerful. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so the general had the claw as well, um, and that was the yep. Hallfrost wizard. Uh, Manfred and the Necromancer had the Waste Away spells. Um, but, yeah, he didn't have a, a Blizz Wiz. Um, but his battle line was – so he took the, the quintessential death death list. So he had um, he had 30 skeletons, 10 direwolves, um, 40 zombies – um 20 graveguard um and he had a you know blood knights as well no yeah 20 graveguard yeah so yeah so um body heavy list so like little part of me was like oh here we go like lots of bodies <clears throat> this is gonna be another grind um hooray but <laughs> <laughs> but um it turns out i know um it was uh you know, great playing Chris. He's a he's a gent. He uh, played his only 
uh, very efficiently and quickly and everything. So um, we finished the full five turns, which is fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, so kicking off for the, it was Fountains of Frost was the um, battle plan. Yep. So Fountains of Frost, uh, let's bring on the battle plan there. So it's the three objectives on each side. And if there's three or more units contesting at the end of every turn, uh, of course. on a four yep. up, they take D3 more wins. Yeah, that's it. Um, so he was a, like, I, I think he took first turn. He was a one drop. Um, so he took first turn, um, control one, control two, and got his magical dominance. So just uh, some low-hanging fruit there for his first um, for his first round. Um, and then, yeah, over to me, I got control one, control two, more. Um, sorry, control one, control two, not more. I uh, got the surround and destroy battle tactic. So there we are positioning, quickly getting through first turn. Um, so second turn, I got the uh, I got the um, initiative on the priority. Uh, so moving forward, um, so this is great, uh, like a sort of textbook study in how what I envisioned my um, my Bloodseeker Palanquin to do. So I did this in turn one and um, turn two as well. Like so, um, yeah, teleport the, the Bloodseeker Palanquin and then launch the. Um, uh, suffocating grave tide and because he had so many um you know like i just it was just mincing through his his um skeletons and his zombies and it was sort of making his it was just kind of wreaking havoc for at least two three turns just in those units just chopping him to bits um first turn didn't do as much damage because obviously he had his five up ward um yep. from the, the bait but um the next turn and um he sort of kept forgetting to like unbind the grave tide um, oh, so, yeah. so it was like, yeah, so we had that chat. It was like, you know, yeah, you should probably like think about like getting rid of it if you, if you want sort of thing. Like, so it was like, yes, yes. Thanks for reminding me. So he did it. And yeah. And then, um, I sort of, I think I got it out one more time during the, the game, but, um, but yeah, it was just great to see. I was just rolling buckets of, you know, five up mortal wounds and it was really, um, putting a dent in those, um, in those units. Um, and so, yeah, so that was turn two. Um, so his turn two, he got one, two more and Endless Nightmare. So that's the one where you bring back uh, six models to a unit. So he it did oh, that yeah. very easily with his skeletons because I've done so much damage to the unit and he just ro rolled a bucket of dice, four ups, they come back at the start of the combat phase. So yep. he achieved that pretty easily. Um, and so then we went to turn three. He won the priority turn three, um, got one, two more again. Um, and Callus Overlord. So this is um, the one where you uh, pick a summonable unit outside three inches, and you that unit basically has to die. Send, send them to their doom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send them to the doom. So he he did that. Um, I couldn't avoid killing that unit. <laughs> yeah. So um, so he got his um, battle tactic there. Um, he won priority again after that one. Um, and this one he got um, one two. He couldn't control more. So it was actually quite an evenly matched. Um, it was evenly matched to this point. So I think, yeah, turn one, we both got two points and battle tactic. Turn two, he controlled more, um, whereas I didn't. And we both got our battle tactics. Turn three, it was um, one, two more for both of us and we both got our battle tactics. So I, it swung back to me and I did Callus Overlord as well with my yeah, bats. Yeah. So we kind of mirrored each other there. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then it's he won the priority for turn four. So... Um, he chose lead into the maelstrom, yeah, um, yeah. and um, he got the one two more. But he'd forgotten to, uh, like he'd forgotten that he needed um, 
a battle line unit or a hero to be in combat still. And oh, I think yeah. he'd forgotten to charge in he'd forgotten to charge one of his um battle line units in. Um so he missed out just unlike just a absent minded like just forgetting he needed to just get that unit into a into a charge. Yeah. Um so yeah he missed out on on his um battle take just from a silly mistake. So I was like oh this could be mine um because it was pretty close. So um it's came back to me for turn four. I chose um bait and trap um because it was very easily achievable and um i got one two more so it was like creeping creeping up and what did i also do i forgot to to retreat two units out (laughs) uh i was kicking myself and because he was like thinking he was watching me and going hmm interesting he didn't uh retreat his units (laughs) so um well played to him Oh, you know, to me, uh, to us, um, sort of mirroring each other's silly mistakes there with like very easily attainable um, battle tactics. Yeah. Um, and then it got through to, um, I won priority for turn five. So I got one, two more, but um, I tried to pull off a magical dominance and failed that one. Oh, no. And yeah, failed that one. And then, so he went back he, to him. Did he have a wizard in range and you were just risking it or did you just fail to cast? Um, I think I just failed to cast. I can't. Yeah, it was something uh, silly like that. Yeah, so it wasn't the the, the gods went in my favor, um, yeah, and okay. um, my general was dead by this stage as well. Um, so I wasn't getting my grand strat, and um, yeah. So then he uh, got one. He got control one, control two last turn, and he got the intimidate the invaders <clears throat> battle tactic. So, but he also did not get his um, grand strat. So um, due to that, um, so he won 20 to 19. Oh. Um, so it was one point difference. And, yeah, it was all the difference was, like, if I just remembered to do my bait and trap, I would have been up, you know, would have been 21 to 20, you know. Yeah. So it was just one of those one of those games. And But then again, if he'd remembered to do his lead into the maelstrom, it, w- it would have been the same result anyway, one, one point difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of game points, I think um, I think because I'd um, failed two battle tactics and he'd only failed one. Um, yeah, it okay. was uh, it wasn't the a situation where it was a draw. I think he uh, was my score there. It was um, gaming score uh, twelve. So it's still very close. Twelve to yeah seventeen or whatever. Um, yeah, sorry, 12 to 18, whatever. But, yeah, so it was a good game, fantastic game, um, great way to end the tournament, um, and that was my end result. So overall, um, so it was two wins, three losses. Um, yeah, so sort of stick into what I've sort of been getting at, at, at um, tournaments lately. But, um, yeah, just I guess could have very easily been a, a, a three and a three and um, two or um, had yeah. I, you know, maybe a bit more time in my um, round four, um, you know, who knows, could have been a four and, and one in the end, but, it, you know, it wasn't. So I can only, sp- I can only dream. <laughs> yeah. But that was, but that was my experience um, over the weekend. Had a great time overall. Um, Liam and Adam did a great, like did a fantastic job. Um, the thing I loved the most about being there was just um, going to Padstow, playing an event with all of our, terrain and stuff um yep. with the same crowd like the same sydney crew who generally comes to slaughter so i just felt like slaughter but 
uh, someone else running it, you know, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, like I, I definitely want to try and make it uh, next year, um, pending daddy duties in in the new year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it is in the second half of next year, so I think it probably would be more possible to hopefully get to get to the event. But um, <clears throat> can't really commit to anything this stage. But yeah, we'd definitely go again, um, and we'll go again if I can. So yeah. Shout out to um, Liam and Adam. And what? How was your last game, man? Yeah, no, awesome. Um, yeah, echo your comments there as well about kind of the overall yeah. vibe and yeah, getting to play kind of, essentially. Kind of, but um, kind of just yeah. ranting a little bit now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my um, so yeah, my final game was um, Peter Bates, and it was funny. Um, I was saying because obviously me and Jared um had just played each other and got a draw. We were technically supposed to play each other again obviously in the standings because we were exactly yeah. the same point um but obviously didn't and then um so we were on tables next to each other and i, <laughs> I made the joke to him i was like oh no look what we've done to one another for our crimes and now we both have to play fangs of sotek seraphon um because <laughs> both of us were paired into uh fangs so um yeah but this was as you say it was kind of fountains of frost which it's quite a spread out sort of mission um I didn't really yeah. care. Like, there's a, there's a lot of objectives, um, which I'm against some armies I'm happy with because I've got all the teleports and stuff like that. So I'm actually pretty happy usually on, like, lots of objectives um, because I can just put units there and teleport back and drop my harpies and that sort of thing. Um, but equally playing into sort of Seraphon that can obviously summon and have a teleport heroic action and that sort of thing. I was like, oh, okay, I don't know how we go. Um but Peter, so my understanding is that Peter is fairly new-ish to Age of Sigma, but he comes from a pretty competitive uh, Kings of War background. So I think he was like, oh, okay, yeah. I think he played for like the world's team for Kings of War or something. So um, yeah, he's obviously no oh, cool. stranger to no stranger to sort of competitive war games and and stuff like that. Um, but sort yeah. of new newer to Sigma. Um, yep. So there was just like there was a, just a few things in the game that I was sort of just saying. Um, so like I think he rolled one to pray once, and I was like, "Oh, so you just take a mortal wound?" And he's like, "Oh, do I?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a, just a core thing. If you roll a one to pray, you just take a mortal wound, um, and just little things like that." But otherwise, like he he obviously knew his army and he knew what he was trying to do and everything. So he had a fairly somewhat, I guess, typical um, Fangs of Sotek list. So he had Croak. He had the Slant Star Master with the trait for the double points um, and the Space Folder Stay for the seven away teleport um, or summon. And then he had two Bastilodons with Arcs of Sotek, um, I think to be sort of just highly defensive monsters um, with good armor saves and stuff, but also can pump out a fair bit of mortal wounds as well if they need to. Um, and then he had a really good ally as well, just really doubling down into that mortal wound spam with the Pontifex Zenestra from cities um yeah, cool. the new model because she has the board wide like if he's against wizards and priests um she's just insane because one of her prayers is just every wizard and every enemy wizard and priest on the board regardless of line of sight or anything on a two up just take d3 mortal wins and so when seraphon have also wow. got like the comet's call spell which is just pick d3 or if it's a 10 plus d6 enemy units on the board to take d3 mortal wounds like he can spam out a lot of sort of mortal wounds and snipe off little heroes and stuff like that um yeah. it wasn't too sort of 
threatening against me, I guess, because I've just got the, I've got two wizards, sure, but they're not sort of essential. Um, he's, he's, I, he's going to be able to do sort of three wounds to Shadow Queen. So doesn't really matter about Marathi kind of taking the damage. And my iron scale honestly didn't really matter to the list. Um, she was, she was there, I think literally just to make the snakes battle line. Um, so I wasn't too bothered about that kind of tech, um, but yeah, for his list. And then he had uh, a skink priest, like the, just the normal skink wizard on foot that can dish out the poison, sort of running along with the Basti. He had the astrolith bearer, your mandatory five Saurus guard to body sit the hero, uh, bodyguard the heroes. Um, yeah. And then he had the um, the Gravetide and the spell as well yeah. um obviously to help him sort of deal with hordes again i'm not bothered about it at all i really don't have big model count units yeah. in my army um and he sort of said that he's like oh none of my stuff is really kind of effective against you um and then the big thing obviously is his list is all about kind of being a bunker and then just blasting multiple multiples of mortal wounds onto stuff and just doing loads of damage to units and liam i think kind of said to him it like ahead of the game like this is, and I did too. I was like, this is not a great matchup for you in the sense of you can only do three damage to Shadow Queen. And yeah, yeah. Gotrek has a three up, he turns all damage from spells and everything into one. And then he gets a three up ward against it as well. So I was mm -hmm. kind of like, Gotrek and Shadow Queen are just going to run at him and try and do as much damage as possible before Shadow Queen dies. And just try and do what I can with Gotrek around his movement for. That's the only issue is obviously he can teleport and stuff and I'm not going to be able to catch him if he tries to move away. Um, yeah. But yeah, I kind of, um, this game, to be honest, Peter did definitely have some bad dice, um, like some bad luck with the dice. Um, his Pontifex, I think the first two turns when she tried to do her prayer, she rolled ones. So the prayers didn't go off anyway. Um, but basically... I pretty much went first and just threw Gotrek, auto run six straight up the middle of the board, threw Shadow Queen in, and was just starting to shoot with the bow snakes, just killing the skinks, um, and yeah, just kind of going after stuff. Um, so turn one, it was just a control one two, but not more because we each sat on our, we each controlled our three objectives on our own side. Um, got my surround and destroy, just removing my bow snakes up the side, etc., and my hero at the back, um, and then. Peter went for a turn one intimidate, I think, um, because I had run um, obviously Shadow Queen or whatever into into range. If he went for magical dominance, I was like, I'm I'm just gonna go for a heroic action to unbind you. Like it's a it's a long shot, but if you try it, I'm gonna try it. And I think he was saving, I think he was saving his magical dominance for sort of later in the game. Um yep. which is fair enough. Until at the point I've got no heroes or whatever, then you're free to do it essentially. Um but yeah, so he went Intimidate because they're very shallow deployments on that, and he was running forwards anyway. Um, so he scored that, got 1-2, same sort of thing. Um, he then got Pryo, um, and he went for Magical Mayhem, which is the killer unit with spells. Mm -hmm. And I, he had Croak sort of teleport in range of, like, Bow Snakes that had done, like, there was a unit of Bow Snakes with maybe two or three models in it. And he just had a shocker of a hero phase. Like I saved my unbinds for as many of the croak pulses as possible to just stop the damage. Um, and yeah, I think I did manage to unbind two of them on like 11s and 12s. And then he also failed to cast like two of them. 
So he fa he failed to kill a unit with spells, and so he dropped a battle tactic. And obviously, I'm still there as well. Um, yeah. And he was really scared of Gotrek and Marathi, and he basically put himself into a corner. So he kind of had his pyramid, and then he put sort of the Slan and Croak were next to each other with the Saurus Guard next to them, and then sort of a Basti there. And then he started kind of putting walls of skinks just in front of that. And I was like, this is perfect because <laughs> Gotrek, you just, I'm just going to run Gotrek at that bunker. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and chip off with shooting from my bows and Marathi stare like the skinks and just try and run round. And if I can pop a charge with pylons, Gotrek's going to be going twice. Like if you're going to bunker, you can only teleport one thing away, obviously as a heroic action each turn. And you're just, you, you're not spreading out, which is what Gotrek doesn't want you to do because he only moves four. So if you put yeah. so many units all in the same place, I'm like, this is amazing. So I kind of just pegged Godrek at that space. Um, and again, Shadow Queen. I was like, I'm going to do as much as possible with Shadow Queen um, to just do this damage. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of then did my uh, Clash of Arms, which was just have units in his territory um, at that point. Uh, or it's a GHB one. Or th three, I'm trying to think which one it is have three in it three units oh no that's it it's make three charges because i was in a position where round two i get plus one to charge and i was already in a place where i didn't need to move with loads of units where i was three away so i was like mm. this is a guarantee again this is a guaranteed battle tactic so i'm just going to do my make three charges um and yeah i was throwing little marathi in as well to use her to kill through skink screens and then do multiple sort of activations with gotrek and just trying to use those charges and pylons to get Gotrek as, as far into him as possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, picked up the the one, two, and I had actually managed to get more because I teleported my Shadow Stalkers across. He, oh, he also had a unit of those um, new cities, Wildercorps Hunters. So the guys that get a pregame move, and then if they're in cover, you can't see them. So they're actually like, you can't deal with them with shooting. But I was like, I sent up my Shadow Stalkers um onto the side and then actually move them in and just with shooting and stuff from the bows i was like killing off the world of corpse hunters i think i sent shadow queen off that way actually and i sent her and charged in and mm. killed those because uh, i dealt with the bastilladon first and then i went and killed the world of corpse hunters but i mm. actually had got i had <clears throat> got shadow queen onto one of his objectives and taken it off him so i scored one two more um then i got turn three prio so again i got one two more straight off the bat and i got my drop my harpies get my battle tactic with them um and then again i was just killing just killing skink screens and stuff with gotrek and killing my way through what i could um and then peter had his turn he got one two more at that point um oh sorry no he just had one two he was still fighting me at that point he went for the second crack at the killer unit with magic because seraphon have their own version of it and then there's the ghb one so he basically went for the same tactic again again just trying to pretty much kill like basically do four wounds to both snakes and again he didn't do it like i think he mm. miscast he failed his spells i oh. found it so <laughs> he had a shocker when he was trying to yeah. pump out damage like it was just it was just kind of salt to the wound like he's just trying to get a battle tactic like he wasn't even going to kill anything meaning it like meaningful to me it was just oh these two snakes are still alive okay sure like it wasn't i wasn't worried about losing the units at all if he had got the damage off it was just more like oh he actually hasn't killed them like he fails a battle tactic kind of thing which is yeah, obviously massive yeah. um yeah 
so yeah, again, two turns in a row only gets control one, control two, and drops the battle tactic. Um, and then turn four, I got one, two more again. I got my Tide of Blades, which is my have enemies in, have my units in his territory because I had the Shadow Stalkers, Harpies, and Gotrek. Um, he'd killed Shadow Queen at that point. Um, and I think he finally killed off kind of the bow snakes and stuff like that. Um, and then he finally teleported, I think, a skink wizard. He teleported a skink wizard onto one of my objectives and then like summoned, I think, some terror wings onto one of the others. So then that's when he kind of picked up the, the one, two more um, yeah. and <laughs> went for surround and destroy just with those sort of skink units up the side, a hero at the back kind of thing. Um, so got one, two more in his tactic and then got turn five priority, got one, two more. And then his tactic was the take a, an objective controlled by your enemy with a skink unit. So again, I think he just ran some skinks up the side onto one of my other objectives he hadn't taken. Um, but at that point, I, I basically just had Gotrek left. I think he'd killed my other units. So again, I'm like, I've got intimidate because Gotrek's not in my territory. Like it, I, I was... Because it got to the point where Peter's like, surely you can't do a battle tactic with one model on the board. And I was like, yeah, I'm literally already doing it. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I, I'd literally just have to be here. I get Intimidate, right? Because I haven't done it yet. Um, yeah. And so at that point, in my turn four, though, Gotrek had made a 10-inch charge, gone all the way around, and he'd got into the Slan, the Guard, the Basti. And basically, first, first round of combat, Peter went into, he managed to get Croak's fight last thing off with his golden mask. I'd come in range and he rolled an 11, which is above Gotrek's bravery. So it makes him strike last. So with yeah. that, he was able to use his guard to pile into uh, a place where I wasn't going to be able to pile in to get within one inch of the slam. Hmm. So I was like, okay, that's fine. The guard do like three wounds to Gotrek and that's it. I think, to be honest, I think it was one. Um, and then Gotrek first activation kills four of the guard. And then second activation just took the slan off, um, <laughs> and and the, and the remaining guard. Um, so that was fun. And then, yeah. So then in his turn, Gotrek finishes off the Basti. And then in my turn, I was basically looking at it, going, I may as well just move to just outside nine of Croak, and just go for a nine-inch charge at this point to just see if I can have some fun because it won't make me fail my battle tactic yeah, because I'm yeah. already scoring it. And I popped a, popped a 10 on the charge and then just one activation, just pop. There goes Croak. So that was fun. <laughs> so in that, in that last, yes, in that last game, that last game, Gotrek finally, finally got to uh, go nuts and kill, what, a Basti, five Saurus Guard, a Slan, Croak, probably two units of Skink. Like he went ham. He went so, everywhere, um, yeah. It was, yes. it was great. Um, so yeah, awesome. that was... Yeah, that was good. I did kind of, I chatted to Peter after the game and sort of said, honestly, I think as soon as you bunk it up, you lost the game. I was like, you, I just was waiting for you to just teleport your slan into a corner, summon 10 skinks onto my other objective. Because I I'd, I was like, I said to him, I was like, I've run my whole army into yours. I've got nothing on my objectives. You have a teleport and a summon. And like, mm. I just thought you'd do that. And he was like, oh, yeah, but because I could teleport, like I could have picked up Shadow Queen and then gone for an eight-inch charge and like tried to kill the Slan or something. And I was like, maybe, but like, she's gonna die. And like, even if you just teleport Croak, I was like, or just earlier when you were, he was using his summoning points yeah. to summon those Skink walls. And I was like, literally from turn two, you could have done what you did with the Skink Priest. 
teleport the skink priest onto one objective, use him to summon t- 10 skinks onto the other objective. And then you yeah. would have been scoring, you would have been scoring yeah. one, two more for this whole it's, game. And I, I wouldn't have been, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't have been scoring them more. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I did kind of say like, I, I don't, I don't think you played that quite right. Um, and I know he sort of said like, uh, like his plan was no, you castle up, you do the damage and then you, you do all that. But I was like, I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I get that. And I get the, I could technically have teleported Shadow Queen and gone after you kind of thing, but it would like, it wouldn't have mattered. Like the fact you still could have kept those two in, in safety and then teleported the skink and still done the same kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it was just a little yeah. bit, a bit too late, I think of trying to do that. Um, but yeah, so that ended up being um, a pretty good win for me. Cause I got, I got my, all my battle tactics and my grand strat again. Um, Peter dropped his, he dropped his grand strat as well because he had the continuous expansion one, which is have four, like basically have a Seraphon unit in each table quarter. And he hadn't realized that he had, like he didn't have one in the, my top left. He just had the Pontifex. And I was like, you don't, you don't have a Seraphon unit up there. Like you've got your terror wings here. You've got a skink priest here. You've got your dude there. You, and he was like, ah, and I don't think he could have done it either. Like we looked at it of, he didn't have the summoning points because I'd obviously killed his wizards and stuff to be able to generate like enough to get another unit of six, for example, that he would have needed. So he dropped his grand strat as well um, at the end. So he dropped sort of the two kill, kill tactics and the grand strat. So it ended up being, um, he did end up with more on control one, two more, because I got no control at the end of the game. I had none, none of the points. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was ahead by sort of four on tactics and three on grand strat. So ended up being a 24-18 to me under like typical scoring. Um, but I think with the with the the grand strat differential and the battle tactics dropped, I think it ended up being pretty big, um, probably like a 20 four six or something like that under the pack so um mm-hmm. yeah i had a good good solid strong game um to, to finish up the event and again peter was great to play um like sort of yeah obviously very tight with his movement and everything like that which was, was really good so um yeah. yeah i i had a very varied very varied tournament like lots of different armies and and stuff like yeah. that and yeah i got to play i got to play four people i'd never played before as well and and jared again um, who I've only played once before, and that was a great game. So now I um, I had a great event, and um, yeah, ended up three one one in the end. So um, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty solid result. Um, yeah, very good. Yeah, if that that one point from the harpies could have could have made <laughs> me a four one, um, but yeah, I yeah. think I ended up, I think I ended up thirteenth overall. Um, yes, you, I, you I had you, to look afterwards, yeah. and I was, I think I was like a few points behind was it tim porter that ended up with best order with stormcast i think he was like 11th or 12th or something um, um so i was just just yeah. off that but um yeah yeah was, yeah tim tim was um 11th yeah with best order yeah stormcast so um yeah which was funny because actually order the whole podium was order in the end wasn't it yeah it was so yeah the podium may as well shout out podium then um so tom rands um Sydney smashed player it. from Exiles smashed it with his um, Stormcast Eternals. So uh, let's have a look. Should we have a look at his list? Yeah, it's not going to. So, it's not going to make sense. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Tom Rands, um, he got 
so he took um, Hammers of Sigma, Signs of the, the Storm, um, spellcasting, spellcasting Savant. Um, so his list was, so he had Andorian Acolytes, Battle Reg, and a Warlord um, for an extra Holy Command. Um, so he had a Knight, Zephyrus, as the General with Heroic Stature. Uh, the artifact was the Arcane Tome. Um, he had Knight Encanter for the Blizzwiz, um, Knight Relictor with Translocation, Knight Vexilor with Meteor Extended, Knight Vexilor with Meteor Extended, and not so three Knight Vexilors with Meteor Extendeds. Um, his battle line was uh, unit of two Draconthian Guard Fulminators, um, four Tempesters, um, five Liberators with, um, yep, and he had three Evocators on Celestial Dracolines, um, five Vanguard Hunters, and um, Vance and Vanguard Raptors with Long Strike Crossbows. So that army won the tournament. <laughs> Can, do you have any? Do you know how why how that I how that occurred? So I haven't played against him, and everyone that's played yeah. him just says like, "Oh, he just he's a wizard on the table." Um, yeah, yeah. But it's obviously got some of the kind of Vexilor Mortal Wound Bomb ability in it, but it's just got yeah. like it's got lots. Every... It's got lots of units. Um, mm. Obviously, even just those Liberators, because he's got the extra Holy Command for the bring back a unit when they die. They essentially are just two extra units to just sit and block and be annoying. Um, the Fulminators still hit really hard if he gets to charge in. The Evo mm. Cats, I think, again, if they get to do what they want, like if he gets Hoarfrost off on them or whatever, they're very, very good. Um, they also just rack up a lot of Mortal Wounds because every combat phase you're rolling three dice per cat, four ups do Mortal Wounds after they fight. Um, and then the Tempesters, a unit of four, I think are actually really good. They're very good for an Unleashed Hell because they get the breaths from the Dracoths and they get the crossbows. Um, they can actually put out a decent amount of shots because every hit is two hits. Um, but yeah, like I think he just plays it very well because the, the piece I still don't really understand is kind of what battle tactics he does um, because the Stormcast battle tactics are terrible. So he he's going to be relying on quite a lot of the GHB ones and sort of his how he picks his order in his matchups and how he plays it like that's yeah i'd, I'd love to know like um but yeah he's yeah. Fr i'd love to play him but yeah i know he's definitely sort of a an up and coming he was doing very well at sydney gt um he's someone i'd, I'd have enjoyed sort of meeting and talking to like uh, yeah about lists okay, about yeah. lists mm. and mm. his kind of thoughts on the game and stuff because um yeah he's definitely sort of playing a bit of a different game to most other people um and yeah that is a an amazing result so um but yeah i think yeah. as you i think he was playing the final against the sylvaneth that you played before chris with yes Alarial. yeah he was so, yep yep so again that that was really cool to see Alarial also playing for the kind of the 5-0 as well which was really cool yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, ended yeah. up taking the loss, but I don't think it was a like a big loss either. I think probably um, a lot of um, Tom's games were pretty close. Um, but yeah, I think just it, looking at the score here, it was um, so the tournament scoring was sixteen to fourteen. Yeah. So yeah, very close there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, well done, Tom. Um, and yeah. Um, and then uh, the rest of the podium was, um, I think, second place was uh, Jacob. Yep, Jacob Strawn um, with his Lumineth um, Zytrek list. Um, 
just run through. I'll do um, I'll do a nod for the the podium lists. So he had um, yeah, Lumineth, Zytrex, Spellcasting Savant. Um, yeah, the Scenario Enlightener as his general um, Lawmaster with the uh, Rune of Senthoi. Uh, Lawseeker for the Blizzwiz, he had the Light of Eltharion, Eliana and Elithor, Severeth. Um, then he had Wardens, Dawn Riders, Blade Lords, Blade Lords, Dawn Riders, and um, then he had three in the spells. So um, Haitian Twinstones, Geminids, and Suffocating Graveside, uh, Gravetide. So, yeah, that was his list. So, again, another sort of not really typical kind of list very yeah. random like with all the heroes and um mm. yeah like no sort of i wouldn't have thought crazy heavy kind of magic damage output or or anything but it obviously does sort of battle tactics and stuff well and um and grand yeah. strat and and all that yeah. and plays the game i think um not in a necessarily yeah. the the way you'd conventional expect it to. yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah and um and shout out to chris murphy for um uh, podium on the third coming third um <clears throat> already gone through his list um earlier so i won't won't run through it again um but then um top 10 notable mentions um so pui hin ho with his slave to darkness was in fourth jacob Mears. yes that was that uh, was what 18 varangard <laughs> yes something like that <laughs> um <clears throat> then we had jacob Mears, uh, blades of corn in fifth um stephen drury um with blades of corn bloodlords um coming in sixth um seventh was samuel strawn um with his osiak bone reapers so the null myriad um yep. tally mansfield from exiles was um in at eighth and stephen nuttle in at ninth with his um legion of night i want to say i'll just quickly check i think so because yeah no have... no he no he took blood he took um legion of blood right <laughs> uh so oh, yeah. as his yeah, so he came in at ninth and tenth. We had Jet, um, yeah, with his bone, with his bone splitters, bone his ice splitters. Bone, bone splitters. Yes, with the like forty odd mortal wounds um, stare down on the um, <laughs> on the uh, gargant, which I think was probably my favourite um, story of the whole of the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, there we go. That was um, that was blood ride. Yeah, no, it was it was great. Um, yeah. Um, really really well run by liam and adam um and everything so um yeah uh, i think everyone had a really good time and um yeah would would definitely go again um yeah so. oh and, and didn't you get um best sports uh no i didn't get best sports um i would have loved best sports i was joking with liam saying i would love best sports at this event because they had a cut they had a custom magniture case um as yeah. the prize for best sports with the blood right artwork and stuff on it and i've been wanting one of those cases for a while um and they sort of said it was best sports and i was saying to liam i was like oh i really want that and he was i think joking like oh yeah you're like you're not going to get that and i was like i've got i've got second best sports at the last two events i've been to um or two of the last three i think that i've been to yeah. um and he was like yeah yeah whatever um and then he was counting up, I think, the sports votes. And then he was, uh, as I was packing stuff up on stage, and he was like asking me, he's like, um, what do you do with, uh, like, if there's a tie? And I was like, uh, I normally would give it to the person that has got the best gaming result. Um, and he was like, 
Okay, because, yeah. No, it's just something interesting. And I was like, I could just tell he was being a bit coy. And I was like, <laughs> am I involved in this tie? Um, but because uh, I was like, if I've just told you something that makes me not get that case, please just ignore what I've just said, because I would love it. Um, but no, they um, <laughs> they called it out and they said in second place for best sports, uh, which yeah, was, was a tie, was me. Um, so obviously yeah. I was I was stoked to get a sports uh, a sports award and so yeah i've kind of got second best sports now at three of my last four tournaments um which is really nice for me because it's not it's not something that i ever used to kind of get awards in um i don't think like i don't think i've changed on the game um i know i obviously don't like i haven't sort of had any really i haven't won in a very very long time in terms of an event but i still don't think i approach the game any differently but um Obviously, I think maybe something in my demeanor maybe has changed a bit. Um, and that I just, yeah, people are obviously finding it just, enjoyable to just, play uh, against, which is nice. Yeah, so. just give people a good, solid, honest game, I think, and, um, it's, um, and precise. So I yeah, think that, and I do, yeah, I, think I do that's think what, people. That's what puts people at ease. They, they know they don't have to watch you or try and, um, like, they don't have to be as on, if you know what I mean. They can just enjoy the game because they trust that you're, all over it and yeah so it just puts it relax puts you puts everyone at ease i think yeah i think honestly, which leads to leads, leads to a more open and fun experience doesn't it yeah and I, but I, honestly i think the chess clock has been a big part of that yeah, because like i okay. say yeah, i've yeah. started i've started playing on the chess clock pr probably pretty much for those last few events and maybe it's something in the chess clock that is making me more chill because i'm not I'm not maybe pushing some opponents where I might have played them before and I've been like, oh, they're being slow. I don't think we're going to get through this game. And so I've yeah. previously been going, I don't want to rush you, but I am conscious of time and we do need to get through this game kind of thing. Whereas I haven't had to say that to anyone since I've been playing on a chess clock because if they are pushed for time, they can see that themselves. And I'm like, it's not on me to make you play faster. Like that yeah. being said, I'm, I'm not like... I'm not being a dick with the clock like i'm not weaponizing it and i will keep it on me while my opponent's rolling their armor saves and stuff like that because i'm not bothered about my time um whereas i know a lot of people are like nope you roll your own saves on your own time that kind of thing um but i don't need that extra kind of minute or whatever so i don't think i'm trying to weaponize it or anything but honestly i think maybe it's just it helps helps me be more relaxed and kind of focus on just having a good game and chat to my opponent because I know I'm not going to run out of time in my turns sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I was, I was stoked to get best uh, – to get runner-up, sorry. Um, and that did come with a prize as well, actually, which um, very generously donated by um, Anthony Magro, the coach. Um, he had picked up one of the American – I think it was the Adepticon only, like limited um, model um, – I think it's Tolga One Eye or something like that. Um, okay. Yeah. Tol Tolga Split Eye or something. Um, and uh, oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So, so, I, so I got. He must have brought that. He must have brought that back from World Champs, did he? Or was it from Adepticon? Oh. It was either Adepticon or World Champs. Maybe it was World Champs, but yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I ended up with a a model that you can't otherwise get really in um, hmm. in Australia, um, which is cool um, as Very a prize cool. and. And yeah, another sort of nicely framed certificate, which is in the cabinet behind me with my other kind of awards and stuff. So um, yeah, no, that yeah. was a really nice way to sort of wrap up a really good weekend as well. And it's just, 
yeah, I have to say, like, honestly, the sports awards probably mean more than any of the other awards I've won. Yeah. In, in yeah. years years past, um, because yeah, it's just um really good. Um, well but done, yeah. man. You well well deserved. And um, I guess I should say I won. I was voted um, coolest army as well, which is um, I'm very happy with uh, that. My my uh, Soul Blight semi base army has um. Yeah, won, won its first sort of coolest army award, so I was really happy with that too. So thank you everyone who voted for my army. I think um, I definitely think it was the the uh, giant skeleton that um, kind of gave it a good um, gave it a good run. It was well deserved, honestly. Like I was going around the room, and you got my first place vote, and I was like, "This is genuinely the coolest army." And as you say, like the Gargan is just. He's an awesome centerpiece, and the rest of the army is really cool as well. Like the the fact that you've got the alternate unit of Blood Knights that's really nice. You've got the alternate kind of Nosferatu style vampire is really cool. Um, there's there's multiple elements that make it a really cool army as well. So like it genuinely like I I did think it was the coolest one there. Like I was walking around going, no, this this is really cool. Like this is the coolest thing here. So um, thanks, dude. yeah, no, well well deserved, and honestly as well, best painted. Like I. I thought you were up like you would I mean you were definitely up there anyway like I know the judges were looking at yours and a, a couple of others but even yeah. then I was like mm, I kind of think yours might be the best as well so um <laughs> no it was uh yeah very nice oh thanks man oh cool well um should we um should we call that an episode yeah episode I think that's, I think that's that is, been, I think that that wraps done. everything up for the for blood right the inaugural blood right 2023 so yeah yeah as i say yeah just repeat excellent event um really well run by sort of adam and liam um and yeah i would i would very happily go again um and encourage encourage people to sort of go again um i know they're then running another event pretty soon um which is going to be oh the doubles yeah. Um, yeah the teams the teams um blood right blood right team champs in uh the end of april. april yeah so um yeah again uh definitely uh, uh, people should go along i think um teams is a really fun format as well um even if you haven't if you haven't given it a go before um i'd definitely encourage you to there's something there's something really really cool about teams where you you come together and the the, com the camaraderie of like how you do as a team as well is just awesome um so yeah, I'd really encourage people to to get along to that. Um, it's not something I'll I'll be able to get to, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I definitely encourage encourage people to go along. Um, obviously, I, I don't think you're going to be there either. Um, given yeah, above, just but... can't can't commit. Yeah, not 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 that early on. Um, yeah, <laughs> by the, by the time I'll know, it'll probably be, it'll be too late. But um, who knows? But um, but yeah, I mean, both they both did a great. Um, job running the event it ran really smoothly sort of between rounds and and everything like that there was no drama with oh you've messed up the pairings or anything like that so um yeah really good job from from both of them and um i, I think any sort of future event that either of them does would would be worth going to um the only sort of probably bit of didn't go quite so well over the weekend was probably the kitchen um just the food um which is obviously yeah. something we we're gonna have to think about and address um for for slaughter sort of later in the year um, yeah it's, it's a different kitchen year. different um, um different um 
company or different business running the kitchen than what yeah. we've had over the last number of years for slaughter. New so owner, you, um, which owner, yeah, a bit just... of a shame because we'd yeah we'd got used to working with with Steve, the, the previous owner, for the last couple of years, and he'd really got it down, got it down pat, and and had been talking to him sort of already for slaughter next year of kind of doing a, a kind of a meal deal type thing with beer and a mm. like a beer and a burger or whatever it may be to to make things easier and as well but um obviously we'll have to we'll have to navigate that um with the with the new owners um of the kitchen um they they were trying they they had they were aware of the tournament at least and like liam had obviously tried to do what he could um but i think that change in ownership only happened like five weeks before the event as well so um they didn't have loads and loads of kind of notice on it really but um they were trying to do kind of like a buzzer system i think for each row um but it just it just yeah, didn't really work it just got lost. Um, yeah people are focused on their games they're not focused on like their one buzzer for the row when your food's ready it just kind of didn't work yeah yeah but also people yeah. in those rows it's not like it's not like not the everyone finishes row, at the same time finish before yeah. the next row kind of thing so i was like i don't i don't really know why they instigated that system um I pretty quickly figured out like don't put me on a buzzer i just went and orders as an individual and my food came out in like 10 minutes and so i don't actually think the kitchen would struggle with cooking the food or preparing it i just think they mm. messed themselves up i think a bit by sending out food that wasn't on the right buzzers and people probably not hearing that their buzzer had been called and and stuff yeah. like that so i think i think in all honesty if everyone had just gone up and ordered food and then it would have been fine kind of thing so um, you just need someone yeah. to go around and take the orders at the tables um that's what i need just do table service that's probably the easiest but um yeah i don't know i'm not a restaurant runner so i don't know yeah but um but no it was a great event and um yeah i had a great time and great to catch up with you as well and and both yeah be at the, ven yeah. Be at the venue and was, hanging um, out and yeah yeah that's it and it was also like a nice surprise because um up until like the last you know, the 11th hour I didn't realize you're actually coming down so that's yeah it was cool Cool surprise. I had intended to keep it a surprise. Like I'd submitted my name on the list as a, like yeah. a pseudonym, like a pseudonym and everything. So, um, but yeah. then I think something got published with my actual name, and then you messaged me being like, "Oh, are you coming?" And I was like, "Damn it, you weren't supposed to know." But um, yeah, I think Liam Liam let the um, let the cat out of the bag there. <laughs> he did, but, um, but no, it was it was good. Yeah. I'm glad I did get the chance to make it down in the end and, and stuff. So, yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I think um, that about wraps it up. So yeah, we're uh, done with, as you say, I think episode 58. I think we're going to try and get one more episode out before the end of the year um, with a bit yeah. of a wrap up of 2023 um, before yep. everyone kind of starts their New Year's celebrations and we're into 2024. So um, yeah, I know it's been yeah. a little while be between between episodes but now i think hopefully we'll try and get three out in a, a couple of weeks to to catch up a little bit so <laughs> yeah well i guess like end of year we've both got a little bit more extra time um it's been a it's been a crazy busy year um but yeah. we'll talk i think um yeah we'll talk about all that in our next episode uh run through we'll just sort of do a nod to all the different events we've gone to um we'll, we'll go through some um go through the age of sigma releases and sort of have a chat about that and just you know touch a bit on slaughter mortal blade um yeah i guess just kind of just a bit of a wrap up for wrap up um, 2023 yeah. yeah i think in reflection well it's it's been quite a year it's been quite a big yeah. year um hobby wise and events wise and everything so 
um, few milestones. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. But um, yeah, stay tuned, folks, for more of that conversation on our next episode. Um, we'll probably get this particular one out in the next few days. So we're two days before Christmas. So we'll see how we go. We'll see oh, if we let's try and make it a Christmas present. A Christmas special. <laughs> and ah, speaking of Christmas, we should, uh, you know, wish everyone who's listening um, and who does listen to us a very Merry Christmas and a very safe New Year. Uh, enjoy your time with your families and friends and loved ones um, and everyone else who, you, who cross your path. And um, I hope you all stay safe. Uh, and sound, which is uh, the main thing. So, uh, and in, and try to hopefully you're getting some respite after. I bet you everyone's had a busy year as well. So just um, enjoy the enjoy the break, enjoy the sun, uh, the fun in the sun, even though it's been raining and, and hailing down in um, Canberra this week. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, has it been um, hailing? Fun. Yeah, we had some hail down here. Yeah, just standard sort of shit around this time of year. <laughs> fun. Um, but yeah, no, thanks to everyone for listening this year and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree.
You've been listening to Mortally Wounded Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Sorry, mate. There is an absolutely massive huntsman that's been running running around the wall near me. I need to go a second. Okay. (laughs) Okay.